What's your beverage for a night? Uh, right now it's just uh, this five liter bottle I've got. Five liter bottle? Holy shit. What? Is that, oh, no, five no, liter five. Sorry, bottle. Sorry. Two. It's like two and a half or something. Five liter bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Holy <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> by the power vested in me by the state of Maine, I hereby order you to serve two life sentences back to back. One for each of your victims. So be it. So, let's go again. Welcome, Ishan, to our <laughs> latest episode. Please edit that out. The, the Are you long, trying to remember long... your own name? <laughs> yeah. On the name of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to. I was trying to remember the, the number of the episode. I forgot oh, that. Wow! Uh, what number it's our are we on? Fifth anniversary. Fifth anniversary. Wow. Welcome everybody to our fifth. <laughs> Shut the f- up! All right. <laughs> Welcome to the fifth episode of what the film and today, Ishan, mm-hmm. or tonight, or whatever, wherever you are listening to this, it is time for the number one film on IMDb. Yep. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Yep. Directed by the lovely Frank Darabont mm-hmm. in 1994. 94. So, so you haven't seen this film up until recently, right? Yeah, I actually only like got got around watching it because of you. Because I remember, mm-hmm. I don't know who it was, but a while back, someone told me it was pretty overrated, and I just thought, eh, okay, I'm I'm not gonna give it a watch just yet. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've given it a shot, and me like it. <laughs> <laughs> me like it. <laughs> uh, I think that's a good uh, response yeah. to that. <laughs> when did you watch it? So, oh, oh f- first first time watching it was, it was probably I think the first time I watched it probably was through school. Oh, okay. Just because like we would usually uh, at the end of uh, the semester or something like before right before summer education we would have like a week that was basically just. We needed to stay in school, so we would just oh, yeah. eat candy and uh, just watch films and like clean our classroom or something. Oh, like that. we had to do that. I think we watched American Pie or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of love. But so, and since it was a film we showed in school, I didn't really like it because I hated seeing films in school, mm-hmm. like most often. But but I think it was because uh, I I don't know. It, I think it was to do with the quality. Like yeah. I don't like. Whenever I'm watching a film, right, I, 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 I'm one of those who can't really sit in a lit room. So I, ca- I can never mm. sit in a lit room with the windows wide open and it's like really bright. Noise. Noise from other people, a lot of people that are not interested in the film. Yeah. Uh, Especially when you're at that age, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So people are like laughing at something that isn't funny at all. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> They're laughing at the... Uh rape scene <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so that was the first time I, and I remember seeing because uh, I was one of the few students actually like paid, tried to pay, pay, pay attention I think mm. in the film and I and I was really like oh my god this is really good I, d- I didn't remember the name of the film but, but at the yeah. time but, but then I later saw it probably in 2000 and probably 15, 16 okay so that was like when I recently watched it and I actually really enjoyed it and sort of fell in love with it because I was yeah. It's the same thing with like um, the Star Wars thing I told you about, right? Mm. 
the the one that I I didn't really speak English at the time. Yeah, yeah. Like pro- like properly, so I couldn't like understand everything that was going on or and references and and story wise. So so same thing happened with this one. Mm. I think it sort of it, I liked it, but it sort of went over my head. Okay, at the time. okay. Because it's quite long too, right? Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, 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 kid. And, yeah. yeah, it's like two and a half hours. I think two two hours and twenty two minutes. I mm. have here, but um. So, uh, and a lot of, like, uh, not 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 symbols, but uh, they speak in. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember the name for it in English now. Oh my god! Um, you know when someone <laughs> right. says something, but they say it in another way, so it doesn't directly mean what they're saying. Subversive. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, though. Like, yeah, yeah. Not in Defla- a like in, in an indirect way, sort of. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, 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 what do you think? What did you think of it? Like initially watching it, because, because, as I can imagine for you, it was quite oh, hyped up to at the point, because, because it it is on top of the I'm the and it's a, a lot of people. It's the, their favorite film. Like, yeah, think, yeah. Especially when you told me, I was like, all right, I'm gonna have to be a bit critical on mm-hmm. this, and yeah, I would say it met met my expectations. To be honest, I don't know if it exceeded them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you know, especially when the first scene starts, I was already hooked in because it, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. high stakes. They talk about murder, and mm-hmm. that's kind of one of those like um, easy hooks for audiences, I guess. Like as soon mm-hmm. as you talk about murder, you're like, oh yeah, I want to know what happened. <laughs> and um, but I'll let you explain it because like there's stuff to break down there, I guess. All right, so we're gonna do it in the style of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think both you and I enjoy that really much. That we're going. Uh, in sort of a, the, the the right order, the oh my god, the, <laughs> the linear. English linear the, the linear storytelling, and we're hey for listeners, Johannes has just come back from a thirteen-hour shift, so gotta, exactly you can't blame the guy. <laughs> uh, I so will yeah. have a talk with him later, though. We might have to replace him. We might have to. <laughs> no. <laughs> So yeah, um, so yeah, we'll go the linear way from start to finish, uh, mm-hmm. and sort of do it that way. And 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 I think after this episode, we'll try to figure out if that's what people like. And mm. so hopefully, we'll get some feedback on it if people enjoy the way we're telling the now. Yeah, that we sort of just go from start to finish and explain the scenes and and talk about it and our opinions on on it. Mm. So yeah, okay, let's start off by the first scene we see in the film, which is Ishan. It is. I believe it starts off with a, um, you know, there's a music playing in the background. Mm-hmm. And it's very reminiscent of like Fallout sort of fifties music, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you see our main character. He's kind of sat in the car, mm-hmm. and the way he is lit is really interesting. Um, half of his face is cast in shadow, and you can't see the other, the other half quite well. So you kind of like pay more attention towards his face, and he, mm-hmm. he kind of looks. I don't. I don't know how I would, I would describe it, but in pain, basically. If I had to, yeah, pick one. He, yeah, he sits there in a way that I. I would think uh, in a film noir way. Mm, yeah. That so that he would be sort of the depressed detective in a way. You know mm. uh, what, what I mean. And so, what we know on, until up until this point is that we have this sort of depressed man sitting in a car. Mm-hmm. Or at least angry or or hurt in a way we can see. Yeah. He's and got a thousand yard stare too. Mm-hmm. 
It's, and it's raining, I believe, right? Mm. Yeah. And then uh, we see this man who we later find out is named Andy Dufresne. Mm -hmm. uh, he pulls out a revolver, right? Yeah, yeah. In a little, like, sack, sort of. <laughs> yeah. And then proceeds to the house. Or do, they, or, or do we cut before that? I can't remember now. Uh, it does cut, because there's a... This is sort of like a uh, retelling, right? Because yeah. uh, in present, at the present moment, he's in a courtroom mm -hmm. um, at, a, at his own hearing, and mm -hmm. the prosecutor is kind of, you know... Um, he's kind of narrating the story at this point yeah. as, like, dialogue from the film. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, he's... And that, at the same moment, Andy Dufresne is responding back and um pleading not guilty i guess yeah yeah and and i, I really love love the way that the, uh, the prosecutor is telling the story mm. so so what the, pro, uh, the pro prosecutor is telling the the jury is that uh, andy dufresne a, a regular businessman killed his own wife and her lover yeah, yeah, a golf pro, I think, I believe, yeah. Golf pro, yeah. Golf pro at his villa or golf clubhouse or something like that. Mm. And uh, the thing about and and I love this way that that he's telling it because it's so it's so cold blooded, right? If if yeah. it if if they found out, so so what happens is that a revolver has a revolver has six shots, right? Yes. So he points out that uh, each because uh, there were eight rounds fired, right? Yeah. And uh, so he would shoot both victims three times and then stop, then reload, then mm. put more rounds yeah. in and then shoot again. And that's some... Um, because that, cause that, that exceeds the, the part of um, sort of panic killing in a way. Mm. So panic killing would be like uh, in the heat of the moment, you know, adrenaline shooting and then like in sort of in, in a regretting moment. Cause, but if you stop to reload and you're taking yeah. your time... You're plat. You're you're you know what's happening, right? It's, it's mm. not like in the moment, in the heat of the moment, kind of thing. If you were in that sea, how would you defend that? Because I'm trying to think right now. I would you probably say I was carrying two guns or something. It sounds like we're having a tutorial on how to get away with murder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's, I our, do that's our second podcast. <laughs> no, uh, I think. Well, if I were if I were Andy Dufresne, um, and I knew I, ha I hadn't did done it, I'm not sure, but yeah. I think it sort of depends. But uh, maybe <laughs> I don't think you can really defend it, though. Really, mm. can you? Like it, it's 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 pretty cold blooded. You you just murder two person, two yeah. people. Like I mean, they hurt you, but mm. but I'm not I'm not sure that it's equal to, like the the right cause of action is to murder them i think that's uh, yeah well. mm. he does kind of <laughs> try to say i mean the prosecutor's trying to pin it on him by saying that um he was drunk at that point too which he mm. was yeah 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 so it's yeah. not looking good for poor andy poor andy's not doing very fine now <laughs> not not fine at all because he has been so far before, as we, as we know, the film is a, a, a sort of respected businessman, own businessman, yeah. uh, very normal life, very quite quite plain, I, I believe. Mm -hmm. So the next thing uh, is the prison, right? We finally yes. see the prison. Yes. So what do you think of the of the prison 
in itself really like uh, when you saw the person what did you think like when the music when the theme starts playing and you and you see this uh, clip of the prison yeah the prison itself was really interesting um because it's a change in like color tone right yeah as we go, go into the uh, prison scene we see like loads of uh like toned down colors if that makes sense like dark mm -hmm. gray light bluish and um it doesn't seem for some reason i thought the prison would be more like like a fort sort of like high walls yeah. that you can't, can't look out of but mm. it does seem pretty open if that makes sense they can look out yeah, yeah. and um there aren't multiple walls to kind of contain them in a sense mm -hmm. but um but i just forgot to mention i think before that we do get introduced to red being uh, rejected for his parole i kind of saw that he was lying at that point i think for some reason because he he, he kind of comes across as too innocent Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? He he's like he's got his hat down. I think he's holding this hat, his hat, and he's always looking away to the right. And he's like, "No, wait, I, I I didn't do it, Mister," or kind of like that. You know, <laughs> like, I didn't. You know, I'm a good boy, sort of thing. Yeah. And I was like, "Nah, this guy's this guy's not. <laughs> this guy's putting up an act right now." Yeah. Did um, you get that same vibe? Sort of. Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, it was, it was the same thing. I before we go on, I I gotta say I love the the cast mm. uh the characters i love uh like the sort of like the gang if in a way so we have Andy oh, yeah. friend which which has sort of joined late at a at later point but we have uh red which is portrayed by morgan freeman oh yeah but i believe i read that this wasn't going to be the case because in the book uh the original book by stephen king Right. He's actually described as a uh, ginger-haired Irishman. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, I wonder why they changed that. Yeah. No. So, yeah, I, th I think it was just just because of the casting. I think because mm. because uh, a few names that were actually considered uh, for the role for the film was actually Harrison Ford and Clint Eastwood and Paul Newman. No oh, really, uh, but eventually it went to Morgan Freeman. Um, I can I, I can't see anyone else playing it apart from Morgan Freeman to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he's got that kind of look as well, doesn't he? Where he it looks like he's been there for ages, <laughs> for longer than he should. Oh, I'm not saying like he looks old, <laughs> but like just the way his like demeanor is and his experience and stuff like that, he pulls it off really well. I think. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the thing about the Irishman thing. So I heard. Uh, Darabont uh, alluded to the casting choice by having Red jokingly reply to Andy's inquiry about his name and about his nickname with the line, mm. "Maybe it's because I'm Irish." <laughs> oh, I see. All right. <laughs> hey, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a shock too, because I, I, I think I'd heard that Stephen King wrote the book originally, mm -hmm. but I kind of forgot it. And when his name popped up, I was like, "Oh, cool." He writes a lot. Holy crap! I know. Writes. I know. Does he still write? I'm not too yeah, sure. Yeah, he does. He does. Wow, right. yeah, I think. I'm not, I'm not sure what the news thing is though, but uh, yeah. I'm gonna actually check that. What what uh, what is news thing up? But he is like a machine. <laughs> he's the, he's kind of the opposite of like George R R Martin, I guess, because I, I believe he kind of joked about it where he's he asked Stephen King. He was like, "How do you do that?" Because George R <laughs> R Martin, it takes him apparently like hours and hours to write a page and stuff like that <laughs> that's kind of interesting i like that mm. 
There's a lot. He he writes like he writes a lot. Holy mm. crap! I, th I I think the newest I can see right here is yeah. 2017. He wrote a book called uh, Sleeping Beauties. Oh, cool! All right. Is it a um, fantasy <laughs> take on? Yeah, it's a it's a fantasy fiction film. Oh, cool! Apparently. All right. Holy crap! We'll have to do The Shining at one point, definitely. Yeah, The Shining and uh, yeah, maybe Stand by Me as well. Oh, I haven't seen that. So Stephen King he wrote something called uh, Different Seasons, mm. uh, which includes the story of which inspired the Shawshank, the Shawshank Redemption. All oh, right, because, okay. Because the, because the movie is based on uh, King's novel uh, 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 about King's novella uh, Rita mm. Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, which was part of the four, like the four collection he had like a collection uh oh, I see. Right. that in, that entitled different seasons yeah uh so all of the four were actually turned into uh, hollywood films including so the first one it was uh apt pupil mm. uh the body and also stand by me oh, and okay. of course Shash and of course Shashank redemption and of course it's coming out too it part two it part two i saw that are you gonna see it <laughs> i'm probably gonna see it. i'm not sure i'm not sure if i'm gonna go to the cinema and see it oh but... it might be out so when you're down over here we can go to check it out yeah we could do that that's <laughs> fun I, lo I, lo I love the cinema we had back in london the the one we could get nachos i love that yeah <laughs> yeah that was good <laughs> mm -hmm. just the seating yeah. alone did you before we start with shawshank redemption again because mm. we we really bad at it. We always like drift out on different adventures. <laughs> nah, that's fine. Um, did you see the Joker uh, trailer? Oh yeah, I did see that. Oh, that made it way better. Oh, that looked that looked so cool. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, the first teasers, I was like, eh, and then yeah, I was... saw that and I was like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Nah, I'm I'm really excited. That guy can act. Holy crap, Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. His brother was actually a quite famous actor too, I believe. Yeah. Uh, River passed away, didn't he? Yeah, River Phoenix yeah. played a uh, young Indiana Jones. Hmm. All right, back to Shawshank Redemption. The next scene, we see the fishies coming to shore. <laughs> the fishies coming to shore. So yeah. this is when the, uh, the prison bus or the transport bus. Uh, arrives into the Shasha in, into the into the prison, and this is quite a famous. This is so, so as you can probably see by now, like a lot of TV shows and films that are inspired by Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, in a way that, um, like take Prison Break, hmm. and Orange Is the New Black, and and Equalizer, and, and all these like prison films that is is always sort of it always like sort of r runs through Shawshank in, in a way. Okay. I believe, like, uh, have you seen Equalizer? No. I no, have seen, um, I think the no, first no. couple of episodes. No, 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 no. I, my, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I mean, the uh, Escape, uh, the Escapist, or uh, the one with, um, oh my god, the, the Rocky, the, the guy who plays Rocky. Oh my god, I forgot his name now. Sylvester Stallone, yeah, yeah. So nah, he had a yes, escape. I think it's just called Escape Artist or Escape or something like that. Is that the one with. I think Arnold's in it too. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that. He just escapes prisons. That's his job, basically. <laughs> so it's that's sort of, 
Yeah, so, so, so it sort of builds upon the the, the, the escape yeah. in the Shawshank Redemption, right? Spoiler, mm. by the way. <laughs> and and but and also with Prison Break, like the escape and the whole prison system and how it works, and very similar style and like the the big deal that is when some when a new prison escort arrives when the the bus with the the, the fish <laughs> arrives essentially, yeah. which is the uh, and a lot of references because the. Uh, I think, or I believe, I when I saw Prison Break, I I remembered because uh, they call them fish in that in mm. the in there as well when the new the oh, newcomers. Oh, I see. Yeah, right, right. Mm. And these guys aren't um, shy about it about their I guess not attraction I guess but their desire for fresh meat I guess because <laughs> you think it'd be more it'd be more under the carpet where they're like oh you know hey I'm not. You know, I'm not gay. I'm, you know, I just do it for X reasons or whatever. But, uh, they're, they're quite open, which is, I guess, cool. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you think if you were to go to prison for a long time that you would develop those urges? Hey, I don't know if I would, but it's one of those things where it might be like something I can't control. Maybe where like. You know, I kind of... How do I phrase this? <laughs> F- F- FBI listening to this shit. <laughs> no, I mean, like... It might just... You know how, like, depression can cause people yeah, to do yeah. certain things? And same for, yeah. like, other reasons. You know, Isolation and... Uh, yeah, that'll just like affect... That, yeah. I won't be the same person anymore. Like, if no, I'm no, no. beaten up every day, you know, if I'm thrown in a hole for... I'll try my best, but... Yeah. Hey, who knows? I might turn to, like, meditation or, like, Buddhism or something like that. I think that's the be- one of the better things, yeah, just to yeah. stay calm and meditate and maybe work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then you'd be more attractive, so... <laughs> <laughs> but hey, these guys don't have a preference, as we see in the next scene with oh, yeah. um, the fat Italian guy. <laughs> I guess, no, is Italian he, guy. no, no, no. Is he Italian? I know there's a couple of Italian-looking guys that uh, yeah, come off the bus. But I, wanted, uh, but I wanted to see what their story is, but they never... They never explore that, which is fine. <laughs> but but so 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 yeah. The next scene now. So so, I love Morgan Freeman's voice and, mm. and his voiceover. I think this was the first film where he actually did like voiceovers. Oh really? Yeah. It's super like calming, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> I would so love to have Morgan Freeman narrate my life. Yeah. That'd be sick. <laughs> and it was I mean, like Johannes took a shit that was so long that it took <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Zero alarm clock. <laughs> just, fuck up. No, but, but imagine like just like how amazing some boring moments could be. Like mm. if I if I if you and I go out for a drink or something in London, we would. Uh, he, <laughs> you would you would hear Morgan Freeman going. You had us looked at each and like. <laughs> Like a garbage in the wind. It doesn't make sense, but he's still... Wait, what? Why am I garbage? Okay. But I love the way he speaks, because he speaks in this in the, in this coded way. Not not a coded way, but I, I can't find the English word I get. Um, mm. it's, it's paraphrased. Metaphors. Right? And... Me- metaphor, yeah. He speaks in metaphors. There we go. That's the yeah. word. Metaphor. Oh, my God. <laughs> Again, thirteen-hour shift. Thirteen-hour shift. I'm not. I'm not doing well, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do this for you. <laughs> but um, so yeah, and, I, and I, but but yeah, I love the the quote that Red gives mm. the, the audience at the first time uh, when he first sees Andy for the first time. Yeah. 
Uh, and I believe the quote goes something along the lines of when I first laid our eyes on Andy, I didn't think much of him. Mm. It looked like anything can tip him over like a soft breeze or something. Yeah. So and and so a tradi- and when we proceed to see that the tradition of uh, the veteran uh, uh, inmates is to sort of bet who who goes the first night, mm. and they bet cigarettes. So and Red of course bets on Andy Dufresne being the one first one to crack. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he does weird. stand out, doesn't he? Yeah, he does stand out. Everyone else is like sort of pretending to be either thug in a way, or yeah. or uh, not scared, or just plain. I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. and it he he, stand, he stands out as like this fragile, uh, tall man who does because he's got really, a suit on still as well. Yeah, and it really doesn't look like he's he's belonging there. The others mm. look sort of like they belong, besides the fat man that's crying. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Would you bet on Andy Dufresne cracking first night, by the way, if you were in that situation? Ooh. Um, hmm. I mean... Maybe? But... Yeah, because he, he does seem like a fish out of water. Maybe that's why they call him, call them fishes. Yeah. He kind of just yeah, he's like waddling along. He's he's cuz the other guys they don't look around, right? They're just looking ahead. Yeah. where they're going, but he's he's kind of like not you know, he stands out because he's not used to this kind of environment. Mm-hmm. So he's looking around. You know, he he looks up above as like the camera. That's a which is a really cool shot as he's walking down the um underneath the archway. The camera mm-hmm. like tilts up and you see like he's being almost like eaten up by this prison and um mm. yeah so yeah he's oh he's he's really he's like a meerkat i guess <laughs> he's like mm-hmm. any little sound anyone makes he's he's sort of like looking around and stuff yeah <laughs> i would bet on him i guess yeah what do you think of the music in the film so far yeah the music's pretty cool um it's, it's just like what do you call it it's just, it's just, is it pianos mostly right or it's pianos and strings i believe yeah. and uh I, th- I believe thomas newman yeah thomas newman uh, uh an american compo- composer uh right. created the score uh, it's very 90s isn't it yeah yeah it, it is 90s yeah when i think of it because it has very it has the very um same vibe to a lot of the film like especially the first shot kind of reminded me of like goodfellas Mm-hmm. For some reason, you know, when he's in the car, like mm-hmm. the lighting or what it was, I'm not too sure, but um, and like the frame size, I guess, because it's mm-hmm. kind of like four by three. Or, I, I don't know if it's four by three, but it's like a box. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was like, oh, this is like a '90s film, mm-hmm. and you know, it's not like ultra wide, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> like that. Yeah. But yeah, he's done, done quite some good uh, other works besides Shawshank Redemption. He did. Also, American Beauty, directed by Sam Mendes. Oh, I need to see that. And that's on the list, by the way. I, I, I've, I've sort of created a list on what we're going to talk about. And by the way, this sort of, this is sort of commercial break when we talk about what we're going to talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> so we have been approached by two directors mm. to review their uh, upcoming film. Uh, yes. That will be released, I think, first in Norway, I believe. Yeah, uh, on on the, on, the, on, the, on a film festival. Uh, mm. I haven't gotten the messages up on my on my screen here, but so 
uh, you have actually seen the film already, haven't you? you yeah, I have actually seen it. Yeah, you, you sort of snuck in line before I had to do it. <laughs> it's so, a yeah. first for me. Usually you've seen everything, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we've been approached by the directors uh, Espen and uh, Hovar. Mm. Uh, can you pronounce the names, by the way? I want to hear oh, the, the, the Norwegian's okay. name. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Espen and Hovar. That's not good? bad. That's not bad. All right, okay, it's, it's, okay. That's, that's, that's not bad. Espen, mm. you're nailing. Uh, Hovar is yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a bit, it's a bit uh, more work. Mm. But yeah, we, uh, so we have been... Uh, you were originally approached by them. And yes. what did they start off by selling, telling you? Yeah, I believe... Well, it was, in, it was in Norwegian at first. So I thought it might have been someone you knew. Okay. So I was like, all right, maybe they, they're trying to get a hold of uh, Johannes. So I kind of quickly like Google translated it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I believe you know super nice people. They just you know generally wanted to. They requested if we could uh, review their po- uh, film, sorry, through our podcast. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, dope, you know, because it's there's no, never no, never really an opportunity to watch foreign films that much. Well, for me, anyways, because mm-hmm. I, you know, I try to look for them, but you know, this being like a brand new film is super awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that, that was pretty much it. And you know. I was like, yep, definitely. I'll let Johannes know. I'll let you know. Because um, obviously you're from Norway too. You're Norwegian. So I thought that'd be like awesome. So, yeah, I'm, you know, I, yeah, I'm I'm, quite, I'm quite excited. I'm going to watch the film tomorrow morning. I believe right. I'm going to get the chance to do that. And I yeah, am super yeah. excited. Um, it's crazy. It's like really fast paced. There's a, there's a lot of stuff happening. Mm. And I want to hear your reactions about it too. Like I think yeah. we're doing a podcast about it during the weekend yeah we can um, we'll do that yeah because uh, um you know there's oh, probably like phrases and like like locations that you recognize and you'd be like oh you know i've been there or <laughs> stuff like that yeah no yeah it, it will be quite fun but yeah so the so the film is called uh, Tullerusk. Tullerusk, <laughs> yeah. Tullerusk, which which uh, i see uh it's i'm not sure i'm what i'm going to translate it as but but uh i think i would call it as Joking, joking. All right. That's that's sort of that's because yeah. like so the the first part of the word is tulle. So tulle tulle is is sort of like a uh, jackass, you're a dumbass in a way. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Or, or, or weirdo. Yeah. 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 So uh, so I'm. Um, you've so, seen the teaser too, right? Where they just go. Mm, at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm 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 quite excited. Uh, uh, as, as, Such a beautiful language. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite excited as, as, as uh, because it's not very often that we get to see films beforehand, and all, uh, of course, being it's a privilege. By them. It's, pr- it's a privilege to serve the filmmakers out there. Yes, and uh, we love doing it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to do that next week. Uh, it's a yeah, comedy, nice. so I, I like comedies, which is going to be fun. Did it, was, was it funny? That's that's the last thing I'm gonna ask you. Was it was it funny? Yeah, it was funny. Like, um, not in terms of like punchlines, but it's kind of like slapstick in a way. There's okay. loads of um, like you know, I guess like people falling over and stuff like that. <laughs> actions which are funny. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think you're gonna like it. No, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm excited. I, I I'm I'm seeing the cast now, and it's, it's quite it's quite a few people. So, oh, dope, dope, yeah. Oh, holy crap, yeah. Hmm. No, I mean actually, I'm, I I'm as we we're in a tangent might as well have it did you know i'm actually an extra in a film that probably isn't out <laughs> <laughs> was it, was it, a, it's like a porn or something <laughs> yeah definitely i knew you were going there nepalese porn <laughs> hey come on man's gonna work 
No, <laughs> just acted as a drunk guy in the background. Oh, and then, yeah. what's, the, what's, the, what's the title of the film? I believe it was called Cat and the Band. Cat and the Band. Is it, is it it's like called... a student film or is it like a... No, I mean, it's got one of the um, girls who acted in it was in Les Miserables, I believe. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe. I might be wrong, but... Cat and the Band? Yeah. K-A-T. Oh, with the K, okay. And I just... And then after... I was in the background, right? And then after that, the director approached me and she was like, um, I want you, you just... to cut... Am I... Nah, I'm not on there, though, because, like, it was just, like, a one-off thing. Um, and she told me to put this clown hat on and carry, yeah. like, a bike tire and just walk around. And I actually <laughs> walked past the actress, or actor, sorry, um... Who was in Les Miserables? So that was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, I, I think yeah, I, I think I found a film now. I don't Cat. know how to get it though. I don't know how to <laughs> get hold of this film, but is is it is it Catherine Kelly you're talking about? Yeah, it might be. I think that's. Uh... And it's got you know. Have you heard of the band McFly? Yeah. Yeah, it's so. got one of the main guys from it too. Mm. Yeah. Wait, wait. So if if I search on your name now on the IMDb, are you listed? Are you here? Nah, nah, I'm not there. Because they didn't uh, take my name. I mean, they did, I think, for, like, legal reasons or whatever. They took loads of people's names. Actually, I actually do believe my name is on her, I think. Oh, crap, all right. But I think it's because of a short film. I, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's because of a film we made a long time ago. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm actually going to try to update uh, the film. Uh, I'll have, I'll have a bit more stuff on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Star Wars one. This, yeah, maybe maybe the Star Wars one, but also my short show film and, and documentary we made with uh, mm. me and Jacob. And oh, so for people good. that does know, like me and Ishan, we 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 are film students and we have some experience with film mm. so far, at least. So, so we're we're not just <laughs> yeah. we we have I some we, we have a, a quite an interest in films. So that's why we're doing these podcasts, obviously. <laughs> so we also so. Yep, yep. I think we sort of like destroyed ourselves like a lot of filmmakers do because when we see a film we'll see it sort of twice first time is usually to get the feel of the film and see how what the film as, as a normal viewer and the second time will be yeah. how did how can i shoot that <laughs> so it's, 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 i think I, I remember when i did uh, a star wars film once and uh yeah and uh after that i, I was going to watch episode three in star wars uh mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't look at it because I knew how they did every scene, so I just saw that, and I and I, and I right. the lightsaber. I just saw how they did, so it, it didn't feel right in, in my head. Okay, and that's I saw like motion yeah. tracking uh, wrongness, and it was like ah, oh, I, I couldn't watch it. <laughs> oh wow, that's interesting. I, I I don't notice that stuff. I I just turn my brain off. I'm like Durr. yeah. <laughs> Star Wars is one of the few films I, I sort of have been able to just turn it off because I'm like a blind eye to it because I love it so much. But uh, mm. it's my guilty pleasure. Mm. <laughs> so we're going to say this on air, but like, um, so we, as we are film students, are you excited to start our next semester as a film student? And are you are you going, are you one willing to start making your own films as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, I really do want to do that like because... I feel like that's where you've got the most freedom. You just go up and make one or make a solo one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm interested in that because you know we did our little chicken film and that was quite that was loads of fun. That was like 
one of the most fun mm-hmm. filming yeah. I've ever done. It's always fun to make stuff, and mm. and I will advise a lot of filmmakers out there that if you are in film school or in some media facility, because basically you're sitting on a gold mine. In 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 terms of both equipment and maybe a studio and and uh, maybe you have other uh, fil- uh, film students with you or drama students and and a lot of people that want to show that they can do something and people are willing to actually work in yeah and of course the, the equipment itself it's because uh, a lot of people don't make things because they don't have the necessary equipment in their head which i which i find is sort of bullshit as well because like I, I i believe if you're a good mm. filmmaker you can make a good film whether you have you have an iphone or or a high power imax yeah. camera or something like that i, I don't really yeah. And I th- and I think a lot of filmmakers out there that are like sort of like scouting for filmmakers to do that as well as everyone can sort of in mm. in a way hold a camera with the best settings and do stuff like that but it's an it's a different thing to sh- truly show why you're doing a certain thing with the camera or or uh, how you're mm. telling a story. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited cuz you and I are going to make our first film soon mm. hopefully. So That'll be yeah. that'll be fun. Very Once upon young. a time in London. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I also, I also want to like shoot stuff in London because I okay for me I, I as uh, FBI again FBI you know. <laughs> no, for uh, come on we'll shoot stuff in London. <laughs> People can so take that out of context. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I want to shoot London. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so no, as oh jeez, because as uh, I'm a, I'm a small city boy from. Uh, from from Texas, Norway, Texas. Right. <laughs> so it's always interesting to like be to locations and shoot there uh, when I'm not from there because it looks like yeah. you have this big budget. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's why you want to do it in intercontinental uh, films. Wow. So, so you and I were gonna shoot scenes in Norway and in England and in Nepal and. <laughs> no, yeah, that'd be yeah. I actually do want to do that in Nepal. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Maybe documentary. I like that documentary as well. Mm-hmm. What we were just discussing before we went off is that um, would uh, collapse at the first night. Yes. I think. I think I would do this. I think I would do the fat guy. Like I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. Mm. I'm. I'm gonna be very straightforward. I think because he was crying almost at on his way out of the bus. <laughs> so I'd probably do the same there. <laughs> yeah, and shortly before that, you know, we get to see the warden. <laughs> he's kind of what, what's your thoughts on the warden i love the warden like he he's he's like the when i think of a warden of a prison i think of him <laughs> that's because like he's, he's just the definition of it in 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 my head and i love yeah. it <laughs> yeah. i'm trying his name's to norton yeah. and his name is easy to remember which is norton because of like norton antivirus <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right that's him uh no, but uh, yeah, so he's portrayed by Bob Gunton, yeah. All right. Warren Norton, Bob Gunton. I'm not sure. He did... Oh, he's done some parts from Daredevil, I see here. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, no, but I, I love the Warren. He, he was uh, he was just a perfect com- 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 combination of mean and kind and uh, hypocrite in... <laughs> yeah. In, when, your first impression, I, I kind of sensed he was evil mm-hmm. 
because he's like quoting not just well he's quoting the bible for one he doesn't have any remorse when yeah. mr hadley goes over to that guy who asks for food and he just punches him in the gut <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty which is a pretty stupid question yeah <laughs> like, he's like have you know <laughs> i noticed also the, the the amount of swearing by uh by uh, sort of the head of uh, prison, the oh yeah, yeah, Captain uh, Hadley, right? Mm-hmm. By portrayed uh, by Clancy Brown. Holy crap! There's a lot of swearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes, "You're gonna bleep this out, by the way." But like, oh, he, he he goes like <laughs> sucking fucking bigger fucking. I don't know. I <laughs> oh. sucking mega dick. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of that, and I believe that's in a way true. I believe. I think that's how they're. Talking in prison, I think. Yeah, yeah. At least in, at least in the time, and, and remember this. This was like real. I think this was like really edgy in the, in the, in the nineties as well. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. It's got to be, yeah, because you know, mm. would this have made the film PG, like rated R? I guess so, right? Yeah, it's, it is rated R. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is risky because people, well, those like studios don't do that because they want a wide variety of audiences to watch the film, just like to increase like mm. box office revenue. Yeah. I got this picture of the gang and I, but and I, I just love love the the the, the camera as well. Like you see, like the, the just the color and the feel of it, mm. it looks like a good film. Just 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 like by the images looks amazing. Yeah, there's only like two or three tones of color, right? Like black, yeah. gray, like warm tones sometimes when they're inside. So the thing about the the thing I love about those types of film, I love the corns, like the noise in the film. Oh, okay. Like the film scratches and the noise, and and I don't, I, I, I don't really like the digital. I, I right, like the digital because right. I, I, I know how to use it and and it's uh, practical, but I love the feel of the noise. So a lot of things I would do in my films is that, is that I would sometimes digitally add in noise. Oh, okay. In into my films just to make it just a tiny touch. Yeah, yeah. So it looks a bit more uh, oldish. I would, mm. I would add that in, or and maybe, maybe, some every like an hour. Or so I, I will add like film scratch or something like that. But <laughs> All right. yeah, that's cool. That's a little like unique touch of yours. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a little touch I like to do. <laughs> What's your beverage for a night? Uh, right now it's just on this five liter bottle I've got. Five liter, but holy shit! <laughs> what? Is, oh no, five liter five. Sorry, bottle. Sorry. Two. It's like two and a half or something. <laughs> five liter bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Holy <laughs> sh! <laughs> hey. I just need to find a picture of a five liter. I need to see if that's exit five liter. That's how I beat global warming. All right. Five liter bottle. As <laughs> the ice camps melt, I drink Holy it up. <laughs> As the ice melts, I drink that shit up. You're sitting with like those, those huge glass blue <laughs> gallons yeah. of water. Yep. This ain't going to Africa, baby. You just said it so calmly in a way. Just, <laughs> no, it's no, like yeah. three, three liters. Yeah, oh. I just have this like five liter bottle at my bench here. <laughs> I know. I, liters. I think it's because of my thirteen-hour shift, but I, but it seems so funny in, in my head. It's like five liters. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Five liter. Yeah. Everyone drinks five liter bowls here. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, <laughs> yeah. That's normal. Can you, ple- can you please <laughs> bring that in? Like, in if we have a if we have seminar or something, <laughs> in like I I would bring like my just like tiny bottle, 
my my tiny bottle of like coke or water or something. Well, that shows like I'm compensating for something. <laughs> and then you come in with a five liter bottle <laughs> and, and a straw or something. It's got its own seat. <laughs> yeah, that seat's taken for my uh, water bottle. Thank you very much. It's my five liter water bottle. <laughs> yeah. And you have yeah, and you have it from uh, this place called Tesco's. Don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> Is it, is it is it an up and coming <laughs> chain? Yeah. I'm so backwards. I think everyone else is an idiot. But <laughs> Yeah, you know, taking the ladies out for McDonald's later. No no big deal. Have you heard about this uh up and coming uh, burger chain called McDonald's? Yeah. <laughs> Not sure if you heard of it. I believe in French it's pronounced McDonald's. McDonald's. Makes it more French. Uh, Royale with cheese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is pretty fancy. <laughs> we we actually in Norway we actually say uh, French fry. We say oh, pom uh, Okay, that's just wrong. <laughs> French fries? That's just, yeah, that's just pom now. That's just, nah. No, but they 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 do it in 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 France as well. They do pom oh, really? Yeah, pom they, they, they don't say French fries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was. No, they really... just call it fries. No, they, no, they don't say they don't say fries because that's English. Really? They say pom All right. Okay. Well, it is. I'm still it's America. I'm still call, calling it French fries over there. America, five liter bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not much. God damn it! I need it every hour. You go jogging with a five liter bottle like a yeah. big man. Yeah, carry it on my back. <laughs> hey, is that a that's a paradoxical question? I guess right. If I was to drink five liters of water, would I be heavier? Yeah, like, that's would. just a dumb question. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you would. <laughs> would you? If I, yeah. How? You, if 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 you were to drink five liter of water right now, yeah, then you would be five kilos heavier right now. Hmm, I don't know about that. What do you mean? I don't know. I just don't <laughs> believe that. What? You don't believe? Whoa! Wait, 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 wait! Before. I'm losing, oh, no. I'm losing my shadow. I'm losing my shadow. Of course you are. Where, where else is the water going? Like The water has to go somewhere. It's in your body right now. In your but stomach. I've eaten food before and I don't gain weight. Like instantly. <laughs> Have you ever eaten five kilos of food once? Nah. Close enough though. Close enough. I'll have to try that experiment. That might be a live, live stream or something. I don't know. <laughs> You know what we should do? We should take our chicken video out on uh, IMDb. <laughs> yeah. Who the heck disliked that anyways? We need to find that out. How many views does it have now, by the way? Nah, I never checked. I'm too good for that. I like let a... my I let my secretary check that. It's like on trending on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've been contacted by several studios, but we just haven't noticed. Alright. Alright. Let's get back to the podcast. <laughs> let's get back to the freaking... I know... Guys, five liter Johannes, bottle. just get over it. I drink five liter bottles of water. Just get over it, dude. <laughs> I'm a man of various mysteries. I'm scared. <laughs> scared? Why do you be scared? <laughs> I don't know any. I don't know you anymore. <laughs> yep. I'm a changed man. These couple of months have really changed me. Five liter of bottle. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know what they say. It's it's not that it's not it's not even that funny because like it, it's it, it's economic to do that I know but yeah 
I get a deal. <laughs> yeah. Save the planet. You have a deal with Tesco, just like yeah, we have a we have a deal. I pay two pounds. <laughs> Everyone, clear the clear the checkout. Ishan's coming with his five liter bottle of water again. <laughs> hey, it's um, I'm helping the planet out. All right, same plastic. Ishan saves the world. Yeah, a story on on Netflix 2012. What if we? What if my film was like an Adam Sandler sort of comedy as my like final project? <laughs> you know, like there's 90 covers where I'm like the water staring boy. at the camera, and yes, yeah, <laughs> my head's gigantic for some reason. I don't know. Are you talking about like the Water Boy film? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Five liter bottle. All right, let's get let's get back to it. Right, let's go, let's go. I'm i gotten all of that. It's just gonna be like, <laughs> gonna be it's gonna be you speaking normally, and then you're just laughing as you describe the other scene. Okay, hey, going. we've got a pretty yeah. Well, speaking of laughs, we've got a pretty funny scene coming. Guy gets beaten to death. There we go. Yeah. You have a tragic humor, Ishan. Or, my, nah. or, or, or is it I that have the tragic humor because I'm laughing at a five-liter bottle? That's totally normal, but in my exactly, head it's funny. yeah, you're messed up. I think it's just because you're crazy. I, I think it's just because in, in comparison, I have a small bottle like right here of uh, three, 33 centiliters, I think. Oh wow! And it's like a tiny bottle. You got to upgrade. And you have a five-liter bottle, and I just like imagine you're like holding it with one hand and just. <laughs> <laughs> It's a workout, <laughs> let me tell you. It's definitely a workout. Do you drink it in? in um, do you drink with the straw or is it low? No, I don't need a straw. I'm not old. <laughs> you put your, yeah. You put you put your teeth in it after you drink it and let it so Actually, hey, it helps me. You know, it's easier to put in. I don't know how those work. Okay, let's continue. Oh my god, we've talked about a five. Finish this. We have talked about a five fucking liter of water bottle now for like ten minutes. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. I'm gonna reel it back in. I'm gonna reel this fish in. Okay, okay. do that. Get all right, fish. So, okay. God damn it. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> all right. Okay, so we have, um, you know, we transitioned from a pretty normal conversation. Definitely didn't joke about you know, bottles of water or anything like that. Um, we've got this guy kind of, you know, creating a scene, I guess. He's, he's not letting everyone else sleep. He's crying. This fat Italian dude. Like you. He's talking about how he wants to go home. Yeah. And it hasn't even been a few hours, right? It's only literally been like the day. maybe an hour or so. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it kind of reminds me of The Dark Knight Rises, I guess. Because the guy kind of looks like Christian Bale, too. Do you know the guy I'm talking about who's mm-hmm. teasing the fat guy? Yeah. He kind of yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. Christian Bale a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's kind of sad, I guess. He's crying about how he um, wants his mommy. And you can see that there's no real, like, brotherhood in the prison system. You're kind of left on your own. Mm-hmm. And the only one not cheering, I guess, is Red. He's kind of just got this like sad look in his face as mm-hmm. um yeah as the guards come in and proceed to beat the crap out of him <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah no it's 
Yeah. It sort of sets the mood of the film. Mm, it does, it does. And especially when you see how the the the, the war the, the prison sort of responds to the fear with yeah. um, the captain mm. uh, arriving and, inst- and instead of like helping him, yeah, they beat him to death. Yep, yep. That's um, I guess you 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 help in in a way, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's out of here. Definitely but shut like, him up. Yeah, for yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. So it, it's so it sort of sets it to okay. So this is like, you know, from now on, okay, yeah, this is this is real. This is not a fun place. Yeah, it's it, yeah. it, it, it's this is not a safe space environment to. Mm. It's it, this is real. This is uh, a prison. Yeah, there's no justice in there. No, because but at the same time, you sort of got to ask yourself, right? Like the warden, as, as for the audience, as we are, the warden seems like a dick, right? Mm. In, in plain simple speaking time there but you gotta remember like all these people are inmates right yeah so when you think of it from his perspective because he is in society he would be the good guy mm. and the others would be just prisoners because a lot of them may, may be in for murder and robbery and rape and all and all that okay. other stuff so so it's it's sort of hard to see it as one-sided because for our perspective, that's we are presented by the director, by uh, Mr. Uh, Darabont, yeah. Uh, who has created a lot of prison films as well, by the way. He has, uh, no, he has made one other prison film, The Green Mile. I've seen it. Oh, I need to see that too. It's Tom Hanks, right? Yeah, yeah, Tom Hanks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful film. Same director, mm. yeah. He's, in, he's, a, he's, a, he's a quite talented director, Mr. Frank Darabont. But yeah, so... Um, so we are presented by the uh, the the facing the, by the way that all the prison the inmates here are innocent. That's they're sort of like joking throughout the entire film, like no one here is in here for something. They're just here. You can see how this is the prison, and they're getting treated as prisoners. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know that they're innocent or not. Yeah. Yeah, because we are presented by 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 the director that the inmates are good. Hmm. But it's biased in a way, isn't it? Yeah, it's biased in a way because yeah. because originally, like the the standard is that they're not good. Mm. That we we are we, we're supposed we as a society are supposed to be on the side of the of the police and the and the warden and, and stuff yeah. like that, and not in the actual inmates. But we but it also shows that inmates are people. Yeah, the human. Because so, mm. they're, they're quite human. Because they, they made a mistake, and people are going to make mistakes as usual, and some mm. in bigger and smaller versions. But so this sort of, it sort of describes prison in America. We're giving an insight into the American prison system, right? Yeah. As it is sort of like a city in in its wall, like people are smuggling, people are in charge mm. of certain aspects. Some are in charge of. Uh, a library, as we see later, uh, yeah. by Brooks and and stuff like that. But, but so, to comparison, uh, the American uh, documentary filmmaker uh, Michael Moore, mm. he actually visited um, uh, Norway, and were and were, and were shown uh, how the, the Norwegian prison system works. Because th- for comparison, so the the goal, the motto of a lot of prisons in Norway is you are going to be released and you might be my neighbor. So 
we want to make you a good neighbor essentially all right I see that's that, that I see that's that. the goal so because so in norway we don't have life in prison mm. we don't have life it's besides like extreme cases like uh like the mass shooting that happened in norway in, in 2011 mm. that's an exception but but usually there there's no life sentence uh, the maximum is 21 years right and and the goal and it's because the goal is to rehabilitate instead of pu- punishing the, the prisoners so as we see in, in the film here like every and, a, and a, how it's a, in a, a lot of countries in the world the people that are in the prison have uh, made a mistake right yeah, yeah and instead of rehabilitating on it that to make sure they don't do it again or to make sure they really learn from it is that a lot of American prison system is that they will just punish them. Yeah, yeah. So what happens then is that they, it builds up the anger, right? Mm. So, because uh, so, so, the, the thing about like doing a crime, uh, let's say a US, because the film is in US now. So we'll take that as an example. So if you commit a crime in US, it doesn't need to be big or anything. Let's say you do a Grand Theft Auto ride. Right, you, right. you steal a car, and so first of all, you'll go to prison maybe for say five to ten years. Yeah, five to ten years in prison, and so at the time you were stealing this car, you would be maybe nineteen, right? Mm. Nineteen, you're stealing a car. Uh, so basically, what happens is your life is on hold, right? Mm. So when you go to prison, you'll be five to ten years. You'll be away from home away from school, away from uni, away from work, away from family. Basically, ev- everything that actually makes sense, everything you worked upon until that point. Yeah, yeah. And because of that, maybe you, your house or your apartment you had is gone. Yeah. You, you, you will not be able anymore to take a college education because no university wants to accept you because of that or mm. something like that. And... Uh, Maybe your family doesn't like you anymore. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of uh, things, right? And and every mm. case is different. But it, it it's it shows that it's more of a punishment. What what, what happens after you turn from prison? Because first of all, in in American prison systems, uh, most uh, generally speaking, it's it's harsh. Mm. They're designed to just be able to have the maximum capacity, like a lot of people at once. So everyone is uh, sharing a cell with another person. So it's two, two in one cell. Uh, there's maybe 23 hours inside and one hour outside. Yeah. In yeah. the yard or something. Um, and so you will build... And it's a lot of violence inside the prisons. It's You always got to watch your back. It's, it's uh, And you're treated... Can't drop the soap. Yeah, can't drop the soap. And essentially you're treated like crap by both the inmates maybe and also the guards right yeah, yeah. so this builds up a lot of anger and hate so so yes yeah, so, so go let's go back to the grand theft auto, uh, grand theft auto um, robbery you committed so mm. you're out now so when, once you return out you have on your record that you you have done this yeah your let's say your apartment is gone your school is rejected mm-hmm. so what happens now is that you don't have anything yeah, yeah. So, what's going to stop you from doing a crime again? Yeah, as you see with like Brooks. Yeah, as yeah, you see with Brooks, like you have nothing to do besides it in a way. Like, I would recommend you always to do that because you can just 
you need to just talk to someone or something like that. But like generally speaking, a lot of people don't think that way. They think mm. I'm out on the street now. I have nothing. I'll return to my old gang, which can say I can score it easy money if I just do this job for them here and there, and I'll be good. But usually you'll get re- you'll get recaptured. You'll go through the trial again. You'll maybe be sent away from 50 years now because you've done it again, right? Yeah. So it sort of screws up your life just by doing some small small uh, crime that you really can't do anything I mean that you sort of regret but as a comparison in Norway we have the, the thing that we are supposed to rehabilitate mm. you because you are going to be my neighbor next year or something or a couple of years so in the in Norwegian prison system you have usually uh, your own cell with, with, there's no physical like fences or walls oh okay it's more like a It's it's like a rehabilitation center. Yeah, yeah. You have an you have a sound studio. You have common area. You have a kitchen. You have uh, woods to go out in. Uh, mm. And we focus and and the architecture is 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 quite brilliant. I think Vox actually did a video on this, and I I, you, I would recommend you checking it out. But right. it 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 uses a lot of nature and soft colors like wood and other materials that sort of like make it nice and and comfortable. As comparison mm. to the to, to the U.S., like harsh uh, stone, me, stone metal, concrete, but but yeah, it shows shows because because as we as we will go back to the film as we'll later discover, but uh, one of the uh, inmates in the film called uh, Brooks, which is an old man who's been in there for for life, right, almost mm. his entire life. He doesn't know the outside world anymore, and once he's out, he has nothing. He doesn't like it, yeah. and he, he commits another crime. So. It sort of just shows that it doesn't work. I think mm. I, I I don't believe it's work, but I, I think it's getting better now. Hopefully, I'm not. I haven't read it really quite read up on prism systems yeah. in Norway. <laughs> I, I'm a busy man, but, <laughs> true. True, but yeah. True. We see Red's kind of pissed off, right? Because it's morning. He looks over at uh, Andy, and he's like, "God damn it!" In his head, he's probably like, "You lost me 20 cigarettes." <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because he's already. Red makes an interesting comment where he says Andy didn't make a single noise that night. Mm-hmm. So at first, I kind of thought, oh, he's probably just scared. But once you've seen the film, you kind of think, hey, he's got an idea. He's probably hatching up an idea or something. He's like working on a plan. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said earlier, like, um, how Norway's got a you know comfortable. No, no, I guess. Well, I guess it is comfortable, right? With the wood stuff like that in the wide open woods in the back um mm-hmm. the next scene is the inverse of that it's cramped it's almost like they're in a um, like a farm like an animal farm where mm-hmm. they're lining up for food and you know they're just in a pretty gross looking <laughs> cafeteria <laughs> and you see that by the little maggot that andy's got in his food <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah and there's a touching scene there where Brooks asks for the maggot and you think okay this guy's a bit crazy but no mm-hmm. he's actually feeding his little uh, bird Jack the little bird yeah yeah. A good crow. old Jack mm-hmm. that was really cool that was really like a touching moment <laughs> there. that gives you a hint that these aren't just like criminals or like evil people or whatever they've got a human touch to them <laughs> so that was really cool <laughs> you know, a fun fact about that scene, right? <clears throat> Is that uh, uh, so? The American Humane Association <laughs> insisted that any f- 
Uh, oh my god. Okay. He's building. He's bringing in his builder lingo. He's been building oh underneath god. bridges, so oh he's, we can see we can see the lingo he uses on a daily basis. Oh my god. <laughs> You probably can't call girls as well, right? You're like, hey, mama, where you going? And they walk oh, past him. Oh my god, that's the worst. I'm gonna word. leave that in. Oh, uh, yeah, do that. <laughs> no, don't do that. Oh my god. Oh my. Imagine if that was like television. Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> the American human. The, the American human has such an to that any f- Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this guy <laughs> I don't know him I've never seen him okay let's okay well, I'm just gonna go to back to so so yeah an interesting thing about uh, the scene right yeah is uh, that the the American Huma- uh, Humane Association is insisted that any maggots that uh, f- uh, Brooks fed to the crow mm. to the jack that it it had to have died from natural causes. <laughs> really? So the production crew had to find uh, maggots that had presumably died peacefully in its sleep to be able to complete the oh, scene. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a bit too much. I believe, I bet they were like, wait, really? Did they actually listen to us? Wow. That just enables it further, right? <laughs> like, I guess they were playing it safe. They didn't want anything to ruin their film by the yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, because, like, um, feeding little live maggots to birds right so mm. wouldn't they be considered pest I don't know I, I have no clue uh, yeah I, I want to see how that conversation went down and like how did they contact like I th- I, I'm guessing it's the production team that they contacted the, the American Human Association like mm. can we do this by the way so uh, further on what's the next uh, thing that happens in the film Andy's obviously not in any group yet he hasn't been you know, no one really knows him, no one really likes him at this point, but he kind of raises concern about the guy who just died the other night. He asks for his name. Did you think that was odd? Like, why did he ask for his name at that point? Was he just... Did he just feel bad for him, or do you think there's other reasons? Because I thought maybe... Because obviously we find out he does, like, tax returns and stuff like that. I thought maybe it was something like about that. He could look him up in a I don't know, book mm. or something like that, but yeah. I guess like we get an idea that he's actually, you know, he might not just might not be a murderer of his wife and lover. He's you know, he's actually like caring about other people. <laughs> Next scene, we move on with obviously Boggs, uh, and it's a shower scene, Ooh. and Boggs is obviously I guess the antagonist. Well, one of the secondary antagonists of this film, I guess. Yeah, because we. we- we have Captain Hadley and uh, and and Warden and mm. those, are, but I guess the only antagonist that's an an inmate, I think. Yeah. Because the rest of the prison sort sort of seems to like doesn't mind him at all, because mm. he, he's just around, right? The next scene we see Red playing baseball. He's playing catch outside, and I saw mm. like an interesting trivia about this. Apparently, it took nine hours to shoot that, which is insane. Why nine hours? Why? Yeah, because um. I'm not sure it doesn't explain why. I guess maybe... It's because they didn't catch the ball. Could be, maybe? Is that what it is? It can't, it can't be for nine hours. But, um, but you know, a really cool fact about that scene is uh, Morgan Freeman apparently didn't complain at all for those nine hours. And the next day he came in with a cast. 
on his um, throwing hand, I guess. So that's pretty cool. His work, I think, that just shows how he's like dedicated, how, how dedicated he is. Yeah. Yeah. He just carried on with it. Because you know how like people might just be like, you know what? I'm done. Two takes or three takes. Um, you know, it's over. But he just kept going. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's to show that people actually do care because people do care, right? Mm. So like, is 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 this thing with people and directors who do things until they think it's perfect? Until because once you're there, you you can never go back and make it again. It's like with Kubrick, right? With The Shining and stuff like that. He 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 needs to have it perfect. Maybe, maybe he's too perfect, I guess. But but it, it sort of depends, <laughs> right? Like, because if if I were to make a film and I had would have complete control and people didn't actually care if I would do stuff Mm. I would probably do the same thing 147 times but (laughs) but uh, you gotta think about the cast and stuff like that because people are gonna die (laughs) Mm, you can't do that to some big name like imagine asking Marlon Brando to do 100 takes he'd probably probably be like yeah screw you I'm not doing this 147 times yeah (laughs) then he probably wouldn't need to he's brilliant I just thought I was just looking at looking back at the prison like the baseball prison yard scene. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing maybe it took nine hours because there's so much going on in the background. So it yeah. might be a continuity thing where there's people walking in left the to right and yeah. Like, yeah, they're doing something. There's bogs mm. looking at him too. So there's so much going on. There's so many extras in the background too. So that yeah. might be. What caused it? Yeah, I'm. I'm guessing the prison, the, like the courtyard scenes, would be the most difficult to shoot. Mm, and especially lighting yeah. would change, I bet, right? And I bet at one point, freaking <laughs> lights on Morgan Freeman's Freeman's forehead, then it goes to his cheek. So they probably yeah, because because it, 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 it takes it takes <laughs> yeah, yeah, it takes a lot of time, like as as we know, but because one little thing and you need to re- reshoot the entire thing, you know, it's good. Uh, either the mm. sun is not right, so we need to reshoot the dog. Because if you if you're not able to do the scene between those specific times, you need to yeah. like if you haven't finished the scene within an hour, you need to stop and then do it again from start because the lighting won't fit match after mm. after a certain point. And let's say the entire background is going well, but then the, the actor says something wrong, and sometimes the actors will do everything <laughs> right, but something someone in the background does something wrong. Or the camera does something wrong, or the lighting does something. It's a lot of people, and it's a lot of things. I can't imagine many gag reels. <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> As they're getting beat up, they start laughing. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. So, <laughs> I think that's one thing I like about digital. I think there's a lot of more uh, ga- gag reels, yeah, because uh, because people would actually. Cause now we can, as it's just digital, we can just keep it anyways. But when it's when it's rolling, yeah. you gotta like delete it and scratch it out and blah blah blah. But yeah. All right. Next scene. This one's a continuation, but we see Andy's interest in rocks. Mm. And yeah, he's kind of kind of think. Wait, okay, he's just interested in rocks. That's cool. And he reaches out to Red to see if he can get him a tiny pickaxe. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's he's kind of that's cool in a way. Red's like this supplier of goods and stuff like that he managed to, manages to acquire the little axe who he passes on to brooks <laughs> and um we get him being cornered by bogs and the sisters <laughs> <laughs> which i kind of thought yeah he's gonna be able to fight them off but nope it's uh yeah they they do their thing with him they kind of pin him down 
there's four against one or well, three against one mm-hmm. and there's a brilliant thing where the camera slowly hides as well kind of just walks backwards and starts panning to the left <laughs> kind of like a, it kind of looks like a first person view of someone like peering from from the corner so i was like mm-hmm. oh that's sick and then we see the infamous scene where i guess the warden's being quite popular he's 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 kind of branching out for the prisoner's help when it comes to detailing the roof mm. and that this is probably my favorite scene what do you think what happens next mm, why do you think it's your favorite scene i just like it because he's able to he, he doesn't require brawn or violence to win over mr hadley mm-hmm. or hadley sorry he kind of just he's able to talk him out like talk him out of you know getting thrown off the roof by mm. just words and i love that mm, yeah no that's he's yeah. he's he's he's, he's being such a smart ass and uh mm. and it's very nice because because as first because you gotta remember the prison that like the hadley right uh or hadley he he believes that he's just a prison inmate he's he's a stupid uh dumb sucker ass he would say it <laughs> <laughs> yeah bleep that out <laughs> but um but uh so you, you wouldn't think that he would be able to help him with anything and when he sort yeah. of proves himself like, he can actually do something and then um, mm. yeah and this is the first time uh, both red and uh, and the other see him as a see the friend as a friend because mm. after this he because one of the things he has to receive in order to to help Haley with it with his taxes uh, or something like that is the only thing that uh, uh, Dufresne asked for in return for uh, helping with the taxes is that all of his co-workers, co-workers as he puts it, mm. are to receive uh, two two beers each, right? Yeah, two. Yeah, I believe I believe so. Yeah. And I love the voiceover uh, by Morgan Freeman again. He sits there, and it's such a beautiful scene on, on the top of that. Yeah, scene with, with it looks like an advert, don't you think? Like a yeah. beer advert. Yeah, like on on the sunset, and they were uh, like drinking beer like a regular man again mm. on, uh, on on a, on a, on the roof. Yeah, <laughs> I just love that where he goes, Mister Hadley, do you trust your wife? And you think, oh, why would you choose those words? <laughs> it just sounds like he was trying to be smart, mm-hmm. like a smartass. Thirty-five thousand. That's that's probably quite a lot. Because when is this film set? Even it's probably set. What would you say? I believe the film is set in the fifties and spans until the sixties. I think. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, three. I think it was actually three bears, but that's not neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> Nitpicking everything, <laughs> and and that's when Dufresne finally, as I as I said, uh, that he gets the respect of his fellow inmates. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't even drink it himself. He says he's quit drinking too. All right, next scene. Yep. All right, the next scene, we see um, Andy's, you know, Andy's trying to get get together a chessboard, right? And chessboard, he's, yeah. He's carving it. Yeah, he's carving it meticulously in his cell. Mm-hmm. Again, the lighting's really cool there uh, during the cell scene where he's got his um, uh, face like half in the shadow kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he kind of looks up where he, and he sees people's names carved am- along the wall. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it, you know, it comes back into play later, but he's got his little pickaxe and he starts etching his name in. Mm-hmm. And we see later that he actually managed to, you know, 
breaks some rocks. Something happens. Yeah, like a huge chunk falls off, right? Mm-hmm. His knowledge of rocks is really helpful at this point because it seems to erode really fast. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, oh yeah, and the next we've got the theater scene where they're watching a Rita Rita Hayworth film, mm. and that's kind of cool. I love. Beautiful woman. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, I love that. I love the reaction and from the audience. And I also love the scene because it's a really nice scene as well. Mm. <laughs> Where she just flings her hair up like that. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell them because it doesn't Red mention that they've seen that film like fifth time this month or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Dandy requests for a poster and he walks away. Mm-hmm. And again, he gets jumped by. The sisters. Sisters. It's like, leave him alone, man. Seriously. But he managed to fight some of them off a little bit. And there's that really dope dialogue where he says... If you put um, anything in my mouth, I will... uh, Everything you put in my... uh, Because he would threaten that he would bite Mm. if if someone put something in his mouth. Yeah. And uh, they don't really care, but then he proceeds to explain that if he's to be struck in the head... Whilst having something in his mouth, the jaw will lock down. Yep. <laughs> oh my god! Which is probably true, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that would make sense. Hmm. Or I'm not a doctor now, but <laughs> but <laughs> I hope it's true that something like that happens because that would be amazing. <laughs> true, true. Because mm. um, and then he kind of, you know, Boggs kind of looks at him like, "Wait, I think he's telling the truth," and um, they proceed to beat him up again. <laughs> but we get the payoff later though because um Boggs reaches his cell and Mr. Hadley comes in and I guess at this point we kind of feel good that Boggs is getting beaten up yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so far Andy's been the victim right of his acts and then mm-hmm. he, he kind of gets victimized here I guess where he feels like he feels vulnerable he feels uh, unable to escape so he gets a piece of his own medicine, I guess. Mm. Again, we get the narration from Red as well. Because <laughs> I think the other guys kind of look at that scene like, okay, I guess we don't mess with Andy anymore. Or yeah. At all. <laughs> he never walked again or something like that. <laughs> mm, they never saw him too. Yeah. I like the narrator having is set in the, f- in, in the future so he sort of like tells back. So he lets us know that he never walked again ever. Mm. I like that. And it kind of makes Mr. Hadley look like a good guy at this point. Mm-hmm. I think it's because of the um, of the favor he did him, the taxes and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's like uh, I was I, for a second there. I did think, would he have to like co-sign that document or no? Anything like I, that? I, I think okay, I, th- I, th- I think he's like a hidden uh, part here in this. Uh, Oh, I see. Yeah, I, see, I, see. I don't. Because I, don't I would say, I'd be like, wait a second, this guy's a prisoner. <laughs> like, <laughs> he can't be. He's a criminal or whatever. Like that. And even if he, he is a prisoner, though, like um, he 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 does have a. I'm guessing a certificate of some kind, right? Mm. So maybe he he hasn't like lost his certificate in managing taxes. I don't. I don't know how it, how it works, but but yeah. Uh, I do like the next scene, um, especially because of repeat viewings we don't notice this at first but obviously the warden comes in and ransacks his cell he asks what his favorite bible quote is and andy's quick to respond mm-hmm. and he is holding his bible at that point and you think okay he might have you know 
he, that might be his um, outlet, I guess, for keeping busy. Yeah. But do you know why he's actually holding it? Yeah, because to hide his rock hammer. Yeah, <laughs> that's so clever. I didn't, I didn't think of that. Like, it, I was like, it's, wait a second. It's so cool. Uh, I love the having the perfect shape in it. And mm. do you know that I have a little fun fact for that? Do you know? Right. Do you know what page that uh, hammer is found on? No, I don't. It's found on uh, the second bo- book of Moses on Exodus. Okay. And it speaks of the Jew escaping from Egypt. Oh, that's cool. Oh, wow. That's cool. You, I, bet, I bet that's one of those moments where you have to pause it and like zoom in and kind of look at like mm. which page it is. Mm. Well, all right. I think it's, I think it's pr- quite. That's really I, I, I think it is quite a close up and shot. I think, but yeah, it's, it's quite it's, it's quite quite cool. <laughs> it's interesting because it's kind of arrogance in a way mm. for the warden. Like he knows every quote, so he probably doesn't want to look it up like well i you know wait where, which page is it you know <laughs> he doesn't want to do that he's like well i know it off by heart so i don't even need to open it <laughs> exactly so that's really cool yeah so this is this is like one of the things i'm talking about like with the director right so i i like uh, finding these things in the films like i never noticed it until i first noticed it and when i saw it i was like oh my god that's so cool yeah it's, like it's no like... no lo- n- probably nobody no- notices it that is, is yeah. actually Exodus and with the pickaxe. But when you think about it, it's like so cool because like, oh, it's escaping, escaping from Egypt, escaping from the prison, right? So it's, uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing too is if this, you know, warden was a upstanding, decent human being and, you know, a religious person, he wouldn't, because we find out later that he's got ulterior motives where he wants Andy for his, um, like, money laundering schemes, right? Mm. So if he didn't want him for that, he would have taken the poster down mm. and um, immediately found out that oh look, there's a hole. <laughs> so because of his greed or whatever, he doesn't do that. <laughs> and yeah, I think about the poster doesn't help him in the do- wrong room. Yeah, I think about the poster. So in 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 the original uh, novella, it's uh, actually the four posters. Mm. So like uh, as compared to the film where it's just three, because. In, in, in the novella, it's first shown Jane Mansfield, Linda Ronstadt, Hazel Court, and then Rita Hayworth. And in the film, oh, right. and in the film, they just fe- feature three of them: Rita Hayworth, Marilyn Monroe, and uh, Rachel Welch. Actually, I actually just read up on something yesterday. I think uh, how many actors were uh, approached by the role of playing Andy Dufresne. So a lot of people were approached, including Tom Hanks, Kevin Costner, Tom Cruise, Nicolas Cage, Donnie Depp, and Charlie Sheen, actually. Oh, okay. And uh, so, and and I had Tom Hanks turn it down because of he got because of his commitment to Forrest Gump. Oh right, Uh, don't say no to Steven Spielberg. Yeah. (laughs) No, 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 no. That's not Steven Spielberg. Oh, wasn't it? No, it's... Uh, what am I thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of the one... Wait. You're I thinking of probably the Terminal or something like that. Or uh, catch, oh, okay. catch Catch Me If You Can or something like that. But, oh, yeah. wow. Okay, okay. Yeah. Alright. Oh, right. no, you have seen Force Gump, right? I have seen it, but I was really young at that point. That's also, like, that, that's, that, that's also like one of the top films in the world. That's like number three mm. or four, I think. It's so... Oh, wow. I think Forrest Gump is one of my favorite films. I know it's my father's favorite film, I think, and a lot of my friends. Right. So, 
and personally i love it as well it's, it's such a good film i remember scenes from it obviously like you know, mm. run for a run. I remember that. Yeah, 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 I yeah. believe they showed it in history or something. Yeah, yeah. I forget why, but I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you know Kevin Costner, right? Mm. Yeah. So he turned it down for Waterworld instead. What's Waterworld? Yeah, that, exactly. That's it's like a sh- it's like <laughs> this weird film. I, Google it up yeah. real quick. I think I, I think it's a film. Uh, he's like he's playing this. It's like in the middle ages i think and he's like a okay boat I, I it doesn't even show anything it shows up like some water park in the uk it's just, uh, oh it looks like a pirate adventure adventure film yeah and i think it turned really badly <laughs> oh wow he doesn't look the, he, he looks too mean i guess to play that role but i don't know they might make it work yeah <laughs> yeah because do you see anyone else playing this role because he, he you know he's not He's kind of like uh, slim looking. He's not muscular by any means. No. So do you remember when I talked about how I like not having known actors in other films? Mm. And I, I like this. So whenever I see the film, I always think of Andy Dufresne as Andy Dufresne. I don't think of the actor Tim Robbins at all that much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean now. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, wouldn't, I, w- I would not like to see Tom Cruise or... Or some someone like that in the film. I think that would be so mm. weird in my way. Tom Hanks, because I think Tom Hanks can fit every, every, anything. But <laughs> yeah, he can do anything. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm quite excited. And another thing, another film that's on the list. I think yeah, it's the Green Mile, directed by mm. uh, the same director Frank Darabont. Mm. I think he made it. Uh, yeah, so that was a few years after this one. So now all, no one else is quite a classic. So yeah, true, true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so 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 I I like that uh, with uh, this film that I think of Tim Robbins as Andy Dufresne, not uh, oh that's Tim Robbins or oh that's Morgan <laughs> Freeman, oh that's him, right? So yeah, so I like that. I'm not sure how much film how how much films Tim Robbins has done since that. I know. True, I was just gonna ask you that. I was like, I would I don't know if I've seen him anywhere else. Yeah. He, he is I know I know he's famous uh, like obviously from the film mm. but he has done I think the most recent he has done is Mystic River yeah Sean Penn Kevin Bacon Laura Linney and I'm not sure what the what's the film about I'm gonna uh, it's directed it by like Clint Eastwood Clint Eastwood directed it in 2000, Clint Eastwood, okay. two, 2003 so, and after and before that he only he only did like the player and Paul Darman and very like sort of small films i guess yeah i mean he, he has done a lot i can i'm seeing his imdb now and he's done a mm. lot but not like in the big league i guess okay okay like blockbusters and- yeah not not and, and if he were in a blockbuster it was more of a minor roles so yeah i'm seeing he was in tenacious d the pick of destiny <laughs> all right all right he was, a, he, was <laughs> he played the stranger <laughs> oh okay okay He's, he's currently working on VHY, yes, which is a post-production currently. He's keeping himself busy. Keeping himself busy. He's a, he's a, he's a great actor, though. He's a great actor. Like oh, All right. Moving on. And we get to see that the Warden's taking an interest in Andy's um, you know, experiences in the past mm-hmm. as a banker. 
And again, looking back at this scene, as he's eating with the rest of the gang, he's got this smile over his face as if like to say my plan is going in motion. We get to see that you know some of the guards there are dependent on him in a way to do their tax returns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but then he doesn't have selfish uh, selfish pursuits. He doesn't just want to get out and break out. No, he's sort of like this charitable man in a way because he's also writing a letter to get the library fixed up to get more books in. Yeah, and he does that once a week, and he doesn't need to do that. He could have just like stopped been like yeah he could have just stopped and be like all right my i'm in the warden's pockets i can just do his work yeah and meanwhile dig my tunnel exactly no he yeah he decides to help everyone out and it's funny to see red work a lot alongside him just, you know folding his papers and like tapping him on his desk <laughs> tapping <laughs> the papers on his desk it's, it's as if he's his like secretary kind of yeah 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 before we leave this there's this funny moment i love this it, mm. there's they're organizing books right yeah, and uh, so there's two things I love. So one, <laughs> one of the guys, he, he uh, one of the, one of the gang members, uh, Mister uh, Haywood. Oh yeah, he's trying to pronounce <laughs> the book name or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> what did you say again? He says uh, Damas. Yeah. <laughs> Dumas. Right? Yeah. yeah. Dumas. So yeah. B- by dum- Damas. <laughs> Damas. <laughs> it's called Dumas. The name of the book actually. <laughs> <laughs> and also uh, Red saying that um, a book about uh, prison escape should be under uh, documentary <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah he says under education I, I believe yeah <laughs> that's a perfect yeah. yeah I love those little uh, yeah the, that's the thing the dialogue in this film is so good dialogue like organic mm-hmm. yeah the dialogue's really cool it's as if they're really there and like talking to each other and it's kind of like the film at this moment it, it, there's no real threat i guess um because we kind of think okay well you know everyone's g- getting along fairly well mm-hmm. um so this next scene is pretty intense where brooks kind of has um haywood in um knife point right <laughs> at night knife point yeah and you think wait has he lost it but you find out that he's actually being released because his uh, parole came through and you think everyone would celebrate but everyone's looking pretty morose they're p- pretty sad about it mm-hmm. there's a really touching letter that he writes to everyone once he is outside that everything's moving really fast mm-hmm. he almost gets run over yeah yeah he says he saw he saw a car once when he was young now they're everywhere yeah. And I can understand him so much, and I feel so bad for Brooks for being out there mm. because he's such a fragile old man, isn't he? and he has to work in this cashier, really harsh work in a way. Not harsh work, but it's like very stressful and very when you're that age, right? He's got arthritis too, and he's got to pack bags. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, those two things don't go together. You know, there's a perfectly young woman who's serving, whereas he's the one bagging. But, you know, I guess they're both equal in a way. Yeah. In terms of like how hard the job is, but I actually noticed that that's the one of the two times women talk in the film. It's only twice. Oh, interesting. Who's the first? I believe that she is the first. Yeah, one of them is the customer who complains about Brooks' service, uh, insisting make sure you have double bag. The other is the court lady. Uh, oh. No, no. Uh, when after he escapes, after the uh, when he goes to the bank. May I help you? Oh, okay. That's it. That's it. May, oh, I, may I help right, you? Oh, right, right, right. 
Yeah, that's very strange. It's only twice. I guess it's to keep in theme with the fact like that they're all in a men's prison. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, it's just to show that, you know, and, uh, that's all they have, sort of. Yeah, you gotta, like, remember the time we're in now, both of the production and also of the of the um, time we're in. Like, we're in the 50s, right, 60s. And yeah. in a men's prison, there's no female in in, in a men's prison, right? So, Mm-mm. but it's the same thing, like, when you watch Star Wars, right? Yeah. The original ones. Yeah. There's only two female there's there as well mm, not sure. not for one second that i think oh this film is misogynist or anything like that because <laughs> like i i love watching films that have yeah. a female protagonist and uh and main 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 character main story plot and stuff like that and uh, having female characters and playing alongside each other as, as well with uh, african-american main cast or Whatever, really. I, I don't. I don't really care as long as it's a good. As a, if it's a good story. Yeah, well, I mean, where we left off, uh, we talked uh, about. Oh yeah, Brooks. Yeah, sadly he does hang himself though. Mm. But he's not scared about it. He kind of does it in a confident manner. You, yeah, you could say where he's you know, he's got his clothes on. Mm-hmm. He's got his own shiny shoes, and yeah, he just decides to. End it there, mm. and they carves they carves his name in the top of the yeah of the yeah that, and and that's because that's sort of become a pop culture thing as well. Is that what started it? I'm interested. Yeah, no, it's it's sort of a. <laughs> I think a lot of like film people use it. Like I remember, but I, I remember I saw Family Guy and uh, yeah. one evening night, and I saw uh, the references. <laughs> so, oh right, right, and I just. So it's, I think it's a scene where Peter moves into like this very shabby apartment, mm. and it's like, oh, it's very positive. Like it looks like, shit, but it's, oh, this is, this is not that bad. It's like, oh, that's good. Some some guy named Brooks was here, and making a funny scene, pretty depressing one. Yeah, I like. Lo- for, for some reason, I just like that scene so much. Oh, no, no, some guy with Brooks was here, and then... <laughs> a random guy named Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, and also, and, all, and also while, while while we're on the topic of Family Guy with uh, this film, so Family Guy they made a uh, they made a parody episode of of this Shawshank Redemption. Oh, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, and also and also yeah. Stand by Me and all and the other Stephen King. It, 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 I think they just have an episode about Stephen King. So yeah, oh, and cool. they do that, and <laughs> and you know remember the rock figures, right? Hmm. <laughs> So the rock figures are Peter plays Andy Dufresne. So, yeah. but basically, what he does is instead of like making some scuffs, he makes like Star Wars figurines. Oh, nice! nice. So, so the warden enters the room. It's like, oh my god, General Grievous! <laughs> General Grievous. Yeah. That's the hard one, dude. That's the guy with like seven, eight limbs, right? Yeah. Seven, eight limbs. Yeah. General Grievous. <laughs> and it's just. It's so weird. Oh, I love the parodies of some ones. Uh, yeah, I need to see those again. I haven't seen um, Family Guy in ages. Because I love, I, lo- I like Family Guy generally, but but I also love, but I really love when they do like parodies of stuff. Because because mm. I know the references so well in that in those episodes, like the Star Wars ones and uh, yeah. and the film ones, and it's just oh my god, I love it so much. <laughs> because ah, true, true. they just they're. Just, South Park, especially as well. Yeah, it just takes the piss out of it. 
completely. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> uh, I think there's, uh, uh, oh yeah, that's that's all I have. <laughs> my 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 thought lost. My 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 mind just no. That's fine. So Brooks is a, is a, is one of my favorite characters within the film. Yeah. Because he's been in there for how many a lot of years. Mm. So I'm not sure how many things. And they don't mention it in the film, but I, apparently he is in for murdering his wife and daughter. Ooh, okay. Don't like him as much. Man. It, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after losing and uh, after having a very rough night at a poker streak or something like mm. that. Mm. So yeah, that's but but he's been in for such a long time mm. that he doesn't know how to function in society. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of like the thing we talked about when people, uh, when we talked about that, if you come, is the, when you go, come back from prison, that's when things are really rough for you mm. because uh, you have this on on your record and people doesn't want to have you living with this certain places and you lost your education. Yeah. Just that in, in this case with Brooks, it's like turned to the extreme because he's like old now mm. and he's been in for many years. He doesn't even know like that people have televisions now and cars yeah. and so like that. That's got to be really terrifying, don't you think? Yeah, I think I bet it's different now though. Um, I would like to see what prisons look like now. I, I guess like I bet people can smuggle anything in. Yeah. yeah, so like I bet. I mean, that'd be cool though. Like a that'd be an interesting film plot where. Someone finishes their sentencing, and they come out, and it's just a whole new world or something. Like that. That'd be sick. We talked about that the only one of the two female characters shown in this film, right, was one of the cashier. Because yep. Brooks ends up getting a, a very bad job, essentially, just mm. pa- packing grocery bags, um, and uh, he doesn't like it, and he's scared all the time, and he hate he doesn't like being scared, so he tells he writes this beautiful letter. Mm. Uh, to to his inmates, inmate friends, to explain how how he's doing and and essentially why he's killing himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Brooks was here. That's so now now I'm catched up to where we were where, where we left off. They say after that dreadful and sad scene, we're gonna get a happy happier scene where Andy's letters have finally paid off and he gets his letters. I mean, uh, books delivered. Okay. Um, and then he proceeds to lock one of the guards in the bathroom and play like a, <laughs> yeah I'm not sure what the song is do you know what that is it's um uh, I had it here on my notes for wait a second wait a second wait a, there we go uh, it's uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart's uh, Marriage of Figaro mm. and I bet there's a meaning behind it too like I bet it means mm. talk, it's talking mm-hmm. about freedom and stuff like that I bet <laughs> I think and and that's and the song is called Canzonetta Solaria. Oh, nice. Translation? <laughs> uh, big girl talks a lot. Oh, really? No, no I was going to no, say, no, that's no, so... Yeah. takes the magic out of it now, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to translate to what what it is, because it means a little song on the breeze. Oh, nice. That's a nice little, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. All right, all right. That's, that, that's, good. that's quite nice. So yeah, this I love this scene. People are stopping uh, in 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 different like uh, sections of the prison, like the the workshop, and uh, and uh, Andy sits on the on the on the big uh, on, on the warden's chair, and 
and just Leans he doesn't back. give it then. <laughs> and I think he's sort of shocked once, and and this be- be- the song Beautiful is everyone in the prison is silent, mm. and uh, and uh, they start talking about it. I think Red speaks about it in for a second, and he, and he says something about uh, he ne- he never knew what that song. Yeah, what that what that uh, lady sang about, but it was one of the most beautiful thing he has ever heard. Or something wasn't it? Yeah, like that? Or... I've got the text here. It says, "I like to think they were singing about something so beautiful it can't be expressed in words." That's uh, that's a cool way of seeing it, though. And makes your heart ache. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to the to the to the voiceover that Morgan Freeman does mm. throughout the film, or read. So apparently, um, the director Frank Darabont. Uh, so he he watched Goodfellas every Sunday while shooting this film. Wow! And he drew inspiration from it in using the voice you know, narrations from the film. I said that didn't I last episode? I was like, the first scene reminds me of Goodfellas. <laughs> uh, yeah, I knew I was onto something. <laughs> okay, so yeah, keep uh, going. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the only thing I know about the voiceover, but that's. It's really interesting because he he was a big fan of the of the of the of the film. Mm, apparently, mm. it's funny that you mentioned that because like the you know the next scene right after is when the warden comes in, as he's trying mm-hmm. to open the door, the camera does that little push in. Are you seeing Goodfellas? Yeah, yeah. So oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's amazing. Hey, if, I love it. if there's any film to take inspiration from, that's that's a good one. It, it's it yeah it's Goodfellas. Goodfellas is a uh, oh it's actually really good. So apparently, so the voice. Yeah, another thing about the voiceovers. Apparently, so uh, the, the narration was recorded before filming began. Oh wow! And so they played it back on set, on set to get the rhythm of the, each scene. Because I always wonder that, like with soundtracks, you know, like with Star Wars and stuff, do they film it first and then do the soundtrack, or like do they have it edited? I, I think or? Mu- music-wise, in like, so I, I know for a fact that in the New Hope, I know George presented the, the song to John Williams I mean the, the film mm. and then and then he would add, see the scene and think what what he would make right mm. so that's I think for music you do that later because then you can sort of see what uh what but some 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 films like edit themselves around songs I have heard of one recently yeah but I kind of forgot what it was mm. yeah all right because yeah I, I always thought it was like it was one of those questions like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, <laughs> mm. damn, all right. So apparently, so the, the guide track that uh, Morgan Freeman uh, recorded uh, is only 40 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did an, the entire film in 40 minutes. Uh, but unfortunately, there was a minor hiss to the track. Oh, no. So, uh, so the sound and engineers in Los Angeles were unable to eradicate them. Oh wow! So consequently, they they actually had to re-record the entire thing in a proper studio, and this time it actually took three weeks instead of like forty minutes. Yeah, because I bet it <laughs> made it way better though as well. In yeah, terms yeah of, like quality sure. and just like now he knows what. Because is this after the film's been shot or? Perhaps yeah, I think I think they used the the forty minutes version. It doesn't say, but I think they used the forty minute version. The first one for the film, but it, later they saw it, and we need to change it. I think. Mm, a bit now, it's a it's pretty easy to get rid of that hiss by just like right clicking a few things <laughs> in Audition. Mm. But I went back then; they were like, "Oh crap! How do I?" All right, let's k- proceed with the film. Right. Uh, we then see Andy's been chucked into a confinement uh, cell for two weeks. 
But he doesn't care. He comes out. He's like pretty happy about it. <laughs> By the way, uh, uh, Tim Robbins is actually a, a is a method actor. Oh. So, so uh, to prepare uh, prepare the the role uh, for Andy, he would actually spend some time in solitary. Oh confinement. my goodness! Damn. All right. Mm. That's like, and did, did he hopefully not get you know. Raped, guys. No, no. I think I, I, I think he only did the solitary confinement okay, thing. Okay, I think okay. he didn't go all the way. Then that's one. good. That's good. No, no, no. He, did, he didn't drop He's the like, soap. Guys, I've dropped <laughs> the soap again. God damn it, Tim. Hmm. All right. Okay. That's a, that's hmm. interesting. Like, is this his first acting role? I'm not even sure. No, he had he had other films, oh, okay. but like it was like this was like the major blockbuster film that he actually had. Yeah. I bet when a guy like that comes on set, everyone else is like, "All right, I've got to step my game up." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm having like a sandwich, and then I'm like, "Hey, where's Tim? Oh, he's gone into solitary confinement mm-hmm. to better refine his acting skills." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh." <laughs> the, the the thing the thing about it, right? So like, the, the, we now see the film as a classic and as and as a hit, but like, it was actually a box office failure. I bet, yeah. At when it when it first launched, because it was. Um, uh, it only sold uh, no. It, it shipped like three hundred and twenty thousand rental copies to U.S. video stores. Right. And they were admittedly uh, out of whack with the film's performance in theater. So like, yeah, they didn't really like it. Hmm. For so, I don't, I'm, I'm not really sure why it did so poorly at at the start. Maybe because like there's no a a star actor in it. Yeah, because yeah. the film's initial gross was eighteen million dollars, and I can see here that it did another ten million in it in the wake of its Oscar nomination. Oh, I bet the film was still deemed a box office flop. Actually, yeah. Oh, interesting. It's so weird because, like, over time, but now it be, it's become like this instant classic, mm. and it's like it's as we as we discussed earlier, like the many people consider this the greatest film of um, all time. So yeah. I bet the marketing didn't do that well, I guess. Like, no, hey, kids, no, buy this Shawshank Redemption not. toy. Limited edition. <laughs> mm, yeah. You get the Brooks toy with the... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine rope. that. No. A little oh rope God. and a guy hanging over it. Hey, Jesus. Mom, look at this. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. That's a, that's All a right. cool fact, yeah. Because yeah. it's like a cult classic now, I bet. Well, it's I guess it started off as a cult classic, and then... It went on. It went on to be like really popular. <laughs> All right, I believe like this. What happens after is Andy's trying to convince Red that he needs to stop playing his harmonica, or he needs yeah. to start playing a harmonica. And mm-hmm. there's a really cool scene where, even though Red's been in prison for longer than Andy, he, Andy shares a cool bit of wisdom where he says like, "You need a." bit of something inside your heart that, that no one can penetrate and yeah. for him it's music Red's got this cynical quote where he's like yeah you you gotta let go of hope pretty much <laughs> hope is a dangerous <laughs> thing he says but uh, Andy's not faced by it though he's like yeah that's you know <laughs> like you know, Brooks didn't lose hope and then we see uh, Red's going in for his parole hearing again yeah what did you think was gonna happen did you, were you like oh he's gonna get released like Brooks or I, I thought about the rules of thirds, right? Mm. So the, 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 that 
so if someone if someone is a lot is the thing we do in film but like so each time it, it needs to fail twice before it can succeed finally a third time yeah that's like the, that's the common thing like if someone is rejected two times it, the third time will be a chance will be a yes mm, third time's the charm so, yeah so and I think it's the same here, right? Mm. He is rejected the third time. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't even give any effort on <laughs> the last one. I mean, the third one. He's no, he just, like... just, just says this <laughs> bullshit word that you can say to make you high, high and mighty. Yep, yep. And um, actually, I have a thing about the. You know the picture used on uh, on his uh, like certificate? No, not the certificate, but the. Oh, like I know what you mean. Yeah, the little document. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah, the document. Yeah, that's actually uh, Morgan Freeman's son. Oh, that's cool. Alf- Alfonso Freeman. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Damn. How old is he? He's already got a son. <laughs> he's a mortal. Alfonso Freeman is is, is is his son there, and he's also in the film as well. Like uh, you can see him twice. You can see him uh, in the document, and once when the, the fish arrives the first time, I think. Oh, is he one of the prisoners? No, he's like one. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's one of the prisoners. Oh, okay. Yeah, in in the courtyard. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool if he was one of the guards. He starts beating his dad up. <laughs> that's it. Dad, I'm pretty method about it, alright? Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's cool, yeah. It's a little Easter egg. I bet, I swear there's loads of Easter eggs in this film that... Yeah. Now that you've mentioned it, I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't know anything about these. <laughs> yeah. Like the little pickaxe in the book and stuff like that. I actually did uh, uh, some research yesterday after, after watching... No, I mean, uh, yeah, yesterday mm. after work. And I saw... I just went some, it's like a few, not, I'm not sure if it's an Easter egg, but just a coincidence. So it's, it's the use of uh, sounds, right? So a lot of sounds will go again. Mm. So apparently the sound of the stamp approved on Red's paper the final time, the third time. Oh, yeah. It's the same sound used when uh, Warden shoots himself. Oh, really? Yeah, same, same sound. That's interesting. I wonder why. So that so that's gotta be like so he's approved he's like escape he's like free now but then yeah. at the same time someone has to take the blame or something and something happens like that mm. oh, and just like speaking about the the killing himself uh, when we, we can probably do it when we get to it but mm. apparently he in the book he never killed himself yeah I do like that though the fact that he didn't kill himself because it felt a bit over the top for me because I I thought it'd be better if he was a coward and he's just like you know he's he's, he's too because he's too arrogant isn't he i thought it'd be better if he didn't kill himself because he's like a coward and he's like no please don't kill me blah 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 and he gets <laughs> uh, apprehended that'd be better i thought but yeah i, I like yeah. it though still because it's like justice isn't it well not justice but like as an mm. audience you're like hell yeah die <laughs> yeah <laughs> i need to read the actual book at one point <laughs> maybe i'm 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 very slow in reading because, like, not slow as like, I can read, but like, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very um, lazy. I know what you mean. And I think, and I think that's due to our society we're living in now because, like, people are just reading comments and short sentences and yeah, yeah. texting all the time. So people and... are like, yeah, so people <laughs> are having trouble to concentrate enough to do like long sections of text. Yeah, so, yeah. attention span, attention span is, is quite small now. That's why I like kind of listen to audiobooks sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I, s- I recently downloaded a uh, Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring. Been listening to that. Mm. It's so cool. Mm. There's different editions. Like this one, I don't know who narrated it, but the uh, what do you call it? the voice acting is so good. It sounds mm. like the actual characters. 
like Gandalf and Frodo and stuff like that. I actually found out that the name, the 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 name of the film that the boys watch in the film is actually called Gilda. Oh, okay, Gilda. Mm. Is that a German is a dark... name? I think it's it's a black and white film, yeah, and it's uh, 1946 and it's directed by Charles Vidor. All right, film within a film. Yeah, so she's like this femme fatale, as we can see. Mm. You know, you know, you know the term femme fatale, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Damn, all right. That hair, that hair flips definitely deadly. <laughs> I love. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm actually. I'm actually need to find a clip now. Uh... It's a screensaver now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, that's. I, lo- I love. the just the, um, the reaction from the boys mm. in the in the film as well. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a classic like cinema noise. Like I wish that someone would yeah. do it at the cinema. Cinemas yeah. I go to, no one. Like they either react at the wrong stuff or like. Don't make any noise. I, lo- I like it when cinemas make noise. Yeah, same. Like, not, not like people sitting around talking and stuff, mm, but like, yeah. like... Reactions. Yeah. Like, whoa, my God. Yeah. yeah after that uh, rejection um, to Red, you do kind of see mm-hmm. a nice little present that Andy's got for him, the, the harmonica that he mentioned earlier. Yeah. But he doesn't I play my play. harmonica, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I remember you, keep, you used to send me the little clips. Is it hard to use it? Oh. No, it's it's quite simple because there's only ninety notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ninety notes. So, so you have ten holes, and you can blow and uh, and uh, inhale. Yeah, basically exhale and inhale, and uh, you have notes, and you gotta just move your hand and lips and. <laughs> All right. So you no, it's quite easy. I would recommend you learning. That's it. probably one of the only instruments I can play, actually. Yeah. Or a triangle. It's like, yeah. Because of your guitar, experience. Um, because of your experience with threesomes. And... <laughs> I love blowing. What can I say? I like to blow. No, it was the, the, the triangle. The triangle and threesomes. So that's your experience. Oh, right, right. Hey, what if the triangle's do. three-dimensional? Hmm? <laughs> Edit that out. That was so terrible. What? No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm stupid. I didn't get it. Too slow. Yeah. As we were talking about exchanging gifts, I just realized... Don't like. F- initially, I was like, "Oh, it'd be cool if they had scenes within the prison of them celebrating Christmas and or how it looks to celebrate Christmas and different holidays." But I guess I kind of like that they don't, because then you don't realize the passage of time. They could be there yeah, for yeah. like decades, and like, I don't know what I imagined. I thought it'd be for, for a second. I thought it'd be cool if they all wore like Christmas hats. <laughs> and then I was like, "No, yeah. that's dumb." <laughs> and then we get an idea of how long. Andy's been in there because he arrives at his uh, prison cell and there's a little gift for him, like the Marilyn Monroe uh, poster. And then it yeah. says, Congratulations, or like celebrating your 10 year anniversary. So it's like, Damn, mm. I thought it'd only been a couple of years or something. Do you think t- time flies in prison? Or is it, do you think uh, it's slow for, uh, hmm. for people? I guess at first it'd probably be really slow. But then later on, like it'd be like any other place where if you like make friends and like if you do activities, it goes faster. It depends on the person, mm-hmm. I bet. Like, if you if you're like thinking of escaping constantly, or like if you think you're innocent and you know um, mm-hmm. you don't deserve to be in there, you probably it probably stretch out quite a bit. Yeah. What do you what do you what's your thoughts? Probably that it's slow if you count days and think about it like that. Mm-hmm. 
and especially if you do that little it. thing where you etch a line on the wall yeah it's so painful then, yeah because then you i feel like time would run so slowly at, at that point because then you you're you, you're scared of the number mm. that, for the amount of uh, time you're in and yeah, then, yeah so. exactly oh that's but, a good point you don't want to remember sort of yeah 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 like imagine if brooks did it like his entire the entire prison would be filled in lines <laughs> mm, for days but yeah yeah well that's interesting yeah because like that would scare me honestly if i knew i'd been there for like 30 years i'd be like oh my mm. goodness don't celebrate any birthdays god damn it i don't want to know <laughs> <laughs> uh all right then we do get an odd scene where once he's got the Marilyn Monroe post drop, he's staring at it, and you think, wait, is he just staring at it? Well, when you first see the film, you're like, okay, he just likes chicks, I guess. But then yeah, yeah, yeah. you figure out what he's actually looking at is the hole behind the wall, <laughs> which is really cool, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't oh, care so about yeah. all those other things. His priority is to get out of there, so that's really neat. Yeah. He's just staring at the poster, but actually it's the hole in the wall that he's dug. Proceeding... They have upgraded, well, they, they've started to upgrade the library, which I thought would be a really easy way to get out of prison, because there's so many tools, you could just revolt against the guards, maybe. Like, <laughs> there's like a chain, like, like a saw and stuff like that, I think. Yeah, and, that's um, true, actually, yeah. Yeah. And then, actually, this is the scene, we mentioned it earlier, but this is the one where they... Talk about the books. Uh, oh, yeah, the yeah, Dumas, yeah. Alexandre Dumas. Like. Dumas. <laughs> yeah, Dumas. And Dumas. Yeah. So there's like a little <laughs> bit of comedy there, too. I like that. <laughs> and we get that line about how the prison break book should be under education. <laughs> That's cool. And they do name it Brooks Hatlin Memorial Library. This is a dope scene because everyone's getting reformed and stuff like that instead of just miserably, I guess, like constantly doing work, like other stuff, like laundry and stuff like that so that's cool is it is this at the time no andy has gotten out from solitary confinement now right yes yes yeah yeah by the way a little thing you know the whistling he uh the warden does oh yeah so he, he approaches whistling so dad um so he's a, he's a quite christian man mm. apparently on the film so the rhythm he actually whistles is so in German it's it's uh, eine feste Burg ist unser Gott, right, right, which uh, means uh, a mighty fortress in our is our God. Oh, okay, okay. So he so, believes like the fortress meaning prison. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I would believe it. So yeah. So much detail though. That's like there. There's so much. Like this is yeah. one of the hardest films to talk about because it's there's so there's so so much going on and so much. Uh, because it's it's a very long film as well. Yeah, yeah. It's very it's quite lengthy and there's so many we were sort of back in front back and forward in time and mm. a lot of things that are similar but not similar and it's it's because uh, mm. it, it, it spanned like twenty years, right? Yeah, yeah. It does a good job of it though, like condensing all yeah. of that. Yeah. But as you mentioned with the good first thing earlier, I just noticed like this whole sequence where. They're building the library. The warden's promoting his like scheme where he lets prisoners work, and then he gets bribed. Yeah. That's so good, yeah. fellas, right? Mm-hmm. The way it cuts mm-hmm. and the way it moves and the voiceover and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, it's actually real nice. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a bit of corruption, like in Goodfellas here. Like there's crime going on as well within the prison. He does take the money though from that guy who kind of tells him like, if you have these prisoners working pretty much for free, I'm gonna be left with nothing. Yeah, yeah. 
we see that the warden's got Andy under his thumb, so he's, you know, having him do his dirty work. And we kind of see how smart Andy is because he mentions how he's created a fictional character to basically, if, if, if shit hits the fan, the blame yeah. will be left on that fictional character and not on him. Mm. So yeah, you kind of slowly get to realize, hey, this guy, this guy's not just some, you know, quote-unquote criminal. He's a pretty much mastermind, kind of. And he's let, mm. he's, he trusts Red enough to tell him all his secrets. So that shows their friendship as well. See, I like yeah. that. I like that. I forgot the name of the character, though, but let me, let me find it. Randall Stevens. There we go. <laughs> Randall Stevens. Yeah, which he does He does take that name after, after escaping, doesn't he, later on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, now we've got your favorite character coming in. The Elvis-looking guy. <laughs> Tommy Williams. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think of that scene, him being introduced? At the moment, right now, um, uh, Andy Dufresne and, and the others have been in for, like, what, 20 years or something? Yeah, yeah. So he's approaching... So he, when this newcomer comes, he's because he's he's been out on the outside during, like, the Elvis movement and mm. stuff like that. Mm. The rock and roll. As you can see it. So it's quite a... Interesting to see how this sort of contrast to what Andy Dufresne is. Oh yeah, true, true. Approaches the prison because like they are both in Shawshank prison, but they are handling the situation in their own way, mm. in like their opposite. Yeah. So Andy Dufresne came out very in in of himself, like no, not uh, no, not speaking to anyone, like very quiet himself. Mm. But he does this this exact opposite. He's like talking to everyone yeah, at first. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, and uh, and so of course he's quite short compared to Andy's or tall. And he tells people like what he's in for, and and but everyone is not in there for anything. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of this joke. So yeah, yeah. So so I think that's quite nice. And 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 we see a, that as the film progresses, we see that Andy becomes his father figure to to the kid. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, he's like teaching him how to do his ABCs and stuff like that too. Yeah, ABCs because because people are like yeah they're asking like why why haven't you done it yet or something like yeah. he, he can't he can't read. It's like oh my god. Mm. And it's so impressive when he actually f- passes the test. What 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 test is it again? Is it uh, college exceptions or? Uh, no, I think it's his high school um, diploma. Think, uh, diploma, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so imagine having to learn finish like your high school diploma but the at, but at the beginning you actually had to learn and read and write mm. before you can do it mm. that's gotta be challenging and and he actually passes mm. he doesn't think he power. did that does he kind of mm. gets angry crumples up his piece of paper mm. and chucks it because yeah, first time he doesn't pass for right he doesn't pass the first time uh no he does he does oh yeah, he does the first time as in he thinks he doesn't he thinks you know like how oh. everyone does that like yeah, I yeah. used to do that too. Like, I used to think, oh man, my exam's gone horribly wrong. And then I get a B. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think um, Andy trusts him though enough because he, you know, mm. calmly walks up to the bin, takes out the, you know, test paper he just uh, chucked in. But we don't find out yeah. yet. We kind of think that he's probably lost it as well. I mean, he's probably failed it too. But you mentioned that. That's a cool fact though. Like how it is a different. Um, style that he's got like the Elvis look and stuff like that I'd be like if mm-hmm. I went to prison now no if I went to prison in the 90s and then in 10 years someone with like a snapback came in yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like a, um, what else like a Timberlands I don't know <laughs> what do yeah. the cool kids wear these days I have no idea oh and then we get the big revelation 
um, after the little uh, temper tantrum that Tommy has, he kind of talks to Red about it. He's like, oh, man, I've let him down. He's not going to... And then, you know, Red assures him, like, nah, you haven't. Uh, Tommy finds out that he's been sentenced to prison for killing his wife and his lover. And then he's like, hold on. Which is really important because he has some information about those murders, right? Yeah. And that's the scariest thing when he gives the information because the scariest thing you can give a man in prison is mm. hope. Yeah, that's that's a cool thingy. Yeah, true. Yeah. Because when you give a man in prison hope, like, because initially he's, he's like, because like, at this point, like, he's been there 20, 10 years, right? Mm. He's he's accepted that he's going to be there forever. Yeah, yeah. And because at first you were like, oh, I'm going to get out or one day, but then you finally realize you're not never going to get out. But mm. then if someone re-sparks it in a man, yeah, you be, he becomes dangerous and desperate, you know? True, true. And it's so creepy, though, like, the, the cutting to the, to the prison and the, the man who's talking about how he was killing his wife and... Uh, and his lover and uh, someone else got blamed for it and he's laughing about it and it's oh my god mm. I could never commit a crime and blame it on someone else hey you never know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're but, committing and, a crime you're pretty much a bad person yeah like I mean I could never I could never like make someone go to life in prison mm, or something okay, like okay. that just, it's like just, the Yakuza just, like, you've got some honor and stuff yeah 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 it's just like nah 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 nah, nah. yeah especially if so. it's like someone who's innocent like completely if it's another bad guy then it's like all right <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i can understand why people like blamed hitler and <laughs> <laughs> that nah, nah, was hitler but yeah yeah, but yeah. Mm. all right but the guy's name is elmo blatch which is kind of funny like mm. elmo, elmo the toy and he's boasting about how he killed a golf pro just because he's rich and stuff like that and then andy scoots off to the warden and i kind of knew he wasn't gonna believe it i mean i think he believes it but then he's like, well, I can't let him go because he's been running all these scams for me. Well, not scams, but he's been running these um, uh, money laundering schemes for me. So he's, yeah. I'm not going to let him go because he's going to, he might just tell the truth to everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, you, which makes you hate him now. Because at this point, you might not hate him as much because you think he is providing all these facilities for Andy. So he's not a complete scumbag. He isn't. He's he's let him build a library and stuff like that. And this is the first time we ever see Andy burst out in anger, and he's shouting him, mm-hmm. shouting at the warden. He's like, "I'm gonna be, you know, stuck here for the rest of my life and stuff like that." Sorry, I'm just checking some news because apparently today oh. it's the confirmation of uh, our princess in Norway. Oh, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like the so that's when they're like 15 or 16. I can't remember now. 14. Right. And basically have this Christian ceremony and you basically become an adult. That's like... Oh, okay. According to like, to like old traditions, like back in the in the 50s and 40s and before that, like confirmation, that meant you were an adult. Mm. Damn, all right. That's an interesting note because that reminds me of when you said um, in Norway, when you're, I think it was your granddad, when they when they get mm-hmm. to an adult age, they've got to venture off to yeah. an epic journey. <laughs> epic journey across the That's seas sick. and the world, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Would you That's do that? Or would you, it's like too risky with pirates at, and stuff? And <laughs> no, at, at the time, yeah, I would do it. I would do it even now, even. Yeah, yeah. Just because... Uh, People, you you we, you got paid to see the world, and now you got to pay to see the world. You understand? Mm-hmm. So so yeah, and uh, experiences is way more important than money. So yeah, I want to go to the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> That's <Same>. epic. <laughs> All right, one last round. 
All right, let's continue on uh, the film. Yep. Like the thing you mentioned about him being young and a kid, he's got, uh, well, Tommy's got his results from his test and people are kind of like teasing him by passing it back and forth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, these guys are really like friendly. You know, you kind of really like to learn to love these guys in a way. Like you're like, yeah, even though these are probably really bad criminals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, hey, these are, you know, nice guys. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's sort of the thing we talked about earlier. Remember that we are supposed to see them in in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. See the humane version of them. But yeah. Yeah. Same like how I guess that's how doctors feel, right? You know, if there's a I don't know, like a terrorist who kills loads of people, but then he gets hurt in the process, he gets sent mm -hmm. to the hospital, and the nurse or doctor do have to take care of him, right? Exactly. They probably have that thought in their head. It's like, wait, this is a bad guy, but maybe they don't. But this is a well, I guess. Andy finds out about the news too. The guard kind of knows him in a way, and he mm -hmm. he's in solitary confinement for his little outburst against the warden yeah. earlier. Yeah, for a very extremely long time, right? So yeah, no it's like a no month one had, or something. I think it's even more than a month. Mm, it could be, yeah. But like, but possibly and and no, and no one has ever like seen someone in there. And and read comments that when he when he got out of that uh, uh, cell, he wasn't the same. Yeah, yeah. He was it was different in a way. So, I'd yeah. start hallucinating. I bet. Mm. Yeah, and talking to myself. I do that anyways, but maybe I'm already crazy. <laughs> when you look back at it, like first time I didn't notice, but the next scene is pretty. It it's it foreshadows what's gonna happen next because like as he's as uh, Tommy's mopping the um, floor, mm -hmm. like the shadows this in the foreground, like um, there's a character and he's completely engulfed in shadow, and there's yeah. like darkness around the edges of the screen. Mm -hmm. And he kind of makes me feel like, oh, something bad's about to happen. Okay, so yeah, so uh, Tommy gets shot. Yes. Yes. I wonder and what went through his head. And it's so sad. Yeah. He's done, finally got sort of like, has a, a fraction of like, hope for the future. Because mm. he's, he's, he wasn't going to be there for a very long time. He only stole like a TV or something, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Mm. And he's reformed at this point too, because he's got his buttons done at the top mm. now because uh, yeah, before yeah. he was like a bad boy kind of thing with his mm. shirt wide open and stuff like that and now he's got his sleeves all the way down and <laughs> you know he's, yeah. he's become a really like yeah he's really reformed in, in a way yeah, i guess every time someone smokes a cigarette or someone lights a cigarette for the other person it's it's usually death mm. isn't it it's like your last sort of yeah thing before you die speaking about the, ci the cigarette thing so do you know so red like traffic cigarettes yeah. right so like he, that's like his favorite, but he's actually he actually he's actually never seen smoking in a film. Mm, mm, I do like that. I didn't notice that though, actually. Yeah, yeah but that's interesting. Like, how much would a pack of cigarettes cost? Like, what would the value be? Do you think monetary value? It's like um, five. I'd say like not because yeah, they paid in in in, in each cigarette, not like cartons. Yeah, yeah. So in the in the novel, right? Novella. Is it not novel or novella? I believe it's a novella. But I might be wrong. Yeah. yeah, I forget the difference though. So I think the, one's like shorter. Yeah, maybe? same. In the novella, uh, so Red is paid uh, for his uh, smuggling activities, mm. as we have seen, yeah. right? Uh, not, not just through like cigarettes, but actual cash as well. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, including Andy's like personal things, and they smuggle them into shopping by any means necessary. So it's it's quite interesting, like how they did it, mm. and uh, so, yeah. All right, because like. Like, uh, it'd be funny with cash, like, 
if you've been there for 20 years, would it still be of the same value? Yeah, I think I'm not sure how <laughs> how they reckon with it because they they, sm- they smuggle actual cash into the into the prison right. as well. So it's, it's quite interesting. Yeah. It'd be funny if Red comes out. He thinks he's super rich. He's got like a 20 dollar bill. He's like, yeah, give me that TV, sir. That's 400 dollars. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> obviously these things oh, so crap. cheap back in the day, right? Brooks was here. <laughs> yeah, it cuts to him hanging himself. <laughs> Morgan Freeman oh was here. But this scene reminds me of if anyone's played Fallout New Vegas. Have you done the mission where Boone is looking for his missing wife? Yeah. <laughs> and he had to bring out um, a possible suspect. And you find out who it was. It was actually like the lady who works at this like, hotel, who owns this hotel. And you bring her out, and Boone snipes. <laughs> Snipes her head clean off. It's so good. <laughs> so it's kind of similar. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh. And we see what Andy's become after like two months in solitary confinement, I believe. Yeah. And the one to break the news to him, I believe, is the warden, which makes him look like even more of a scumbag. It's a, he says, I think it it broke his heart to yeah you know see him try to escape because he, he he tells uh, Andy that. Uh, Tommy tried to escape, which wouldn't make sense if you know the guy, because he pretty much enjo- enjoys being there, doesn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's do- definitely out of character. So I think Andy probably knows at that point, like the warden's lying to him. So what's the next now? Uh, the next scene. Well, he threatens Andy with the, the little thing where he says, basically says like, if you pursue the fact that you're not the killer, you're gonna have the guards mm-hmm. taken away. You're gonna be effed like a train <laughs> by people. Okay. <laughs> the library is gonna be gone. He says something about sodomites or something, but I can't remember the quote exactly. So yeah, he's pretty much threatening him, and we we do see Andy kind of confess that he did kill his wife. But not directly, yeah. I guess. Yeah. What, what's your thoughts about that scene? It's pretty. It's pretty sad, isn't it? I think that's a really nice way, because like he, he says he kills her. Yeah. And all people like, oh my god, oh he actually did it, but no, he he killed her in a way that, because he drove her away, mm. right? I, I I drove her away. I was quiet, and she she started being with other, and suddenly so, and that's the sort of way to kill. Yeah. Cause like if he if he were to be if he were a better husband she wouldn't like go out cheap and maybe she would still be alive yeah. and he wouldn't be in prison. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a butterfly effect kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's quite it's quite uh, special. But yeah. Mm. Speaking of butterfly effect, I had a crazy ass theory the other day. We can talk about it maybe more in depth next mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know how like in Tarantino's film universe, each film is connected. I yeah. thought, I it's probably not true, but what if Hitler being killed in his cinematic universe led to mm. Sharon Tate being alive in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. I don't know how I That's how true. that can be linked, but I don't know. I was just thinking of like, because it, mm. they're all in the same universe, aren't they? There's like references to each film, um, stuff yeah. like that. But anyways, hey, maybe something <laughs> to talk about next episode. Who knows? And Andy shares his. Um, plans on what he's gonna do once he leaves then he's gonna go to the pacific ocean i believe it's like an island there mm-hmm. near mexico yeah uh, to to right is that what it is i man, i can't i don't know how to pronounce it <laughs> i think it's too hard. i think it is i'm not sure i'm not yeah i hope it's that i'm not sure but yeah all oh, right it's so genius like this the script in a way like races mm. the pacific has no memory oh yeah i mean the the script right it was written in eight weeks wow 
and <laughs> he, he did such a good job and 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 the, the the conversations are so real and so honest and so beautiful mm-hmm. like they're they're all they're they're, just, uh, they're as beautiful as like the song that the, the lady once sang yeah it's yeah. just mm. if if you and i hanged right and, and i spoke in in those ways like wouldn't i be Yeah, I spoke like such wisdom and such everything. Wouldn't that be amazing? Like, wouldn't you like think it was like amazing to like have someone that spoke like that in your life? Like, mm. so like you ask him like, what? Are you, where are you going? Yeah, the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> no yeah. memory. It would be like both cringy but both amazing at the <laughs> It'd same be time. Cringy <laughs> and like, I'd be like, dude, just give me a straight answer, please. Like you asked me, like <laughs> how how's the weather tomorrow? I need to know for for filming, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, here we go. But I I'd be like. Yeah, the sky is without the reach of our control and uh, <laughs> it's up to god and each person on earth like mother nature <laughs> you would probably flip me. you would probably flip your shit at some point but I'd, it would be fun yeah i'd i'd disappear quickly <laughs> <laughs> he'd start asking where i'm Where I where I am. Oh I don't know what you mean though. Yeah. I actually discovered a fact, not about the film, but something that you know Frank Sinatra, right? Mm. So it's now hundred and two or four years since he was born. Oh wow. That made me feel like super ancient. No, I mean it, it made it made me feel like <laughs> he was born in like the the eighteen hundreds or some shit like that. Yeah, no, because like his all his music's like remastered now, isn't it? So it sounds yeah. like it's. Recent? I don't know what you mean though. Like, it's sort of recent. It was like in the sixties, but like, yeah, he was old, he was older in the sixties. But it's, it's so hundred years ago. Seriously, you were born. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, as you get older, they say that time goes way faster as you get older, and that's kind of true. Yeah. But then, that's, it is true because it is it's just mathematically true because when you're one, right? Yeah, one years old. I remember when I was one. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> when you become and when and when you become two years old, right? Mm. It's half of your life, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the half of the the, the the exact time, and so and when you get five and when you turn ten, that's half your life. Mm. And every time that happens, like at some point, like it just becomes, it 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 literally speeds up in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you it, mean. It, like I, um, I've seen I've seen I've seen some scientific like research on it, but yeah, essentially it just speeds up for some reason. All right. Because it doesn't actually speed up, because like we're all living in the same time, but like, yeah. but but it it does feel like quicker when you're because like I, I, I feel when you think remember right, mm. don't you feel like your childhood lasted for eternity? Um, kind of. Like from, from when you were like born until you were like seventeen, right? You felt like mm. that lasted forever. That was because that was your entire life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I feel like after I turned 17 and 18, I feel like I'm sp- speeding up so fast again. Mm. But they do say you gotta try learning new, exp- like experiencing new experiences for mm-hmm. it to feel longer. So like constantly, mm-hmm. you know, do stuff and keep yourself occupied and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but that made me think of that theory where I mean, it's not a theory. It's, I think it's fact. Where I think gravity is what causes us. Like it influences time in a way. Mm-hmm. So if I were to say, for instance, like there's no, you can't travel to the past, but you can travel to the future. I've heard where, yeah. Um, if I were to fly away from the Earth from a, like, yeah, like a crazy ass <laughs> distance, <laughs> I don't know, 
<laughs> Please do, yeah. Please. If you were to fly away from the you Earth. Might, I might sign up for the Nepalese space program. You never know. <laughs> Nepalese. Just like one guy with a <laughs> flamethrower and putting him <laughs> yeah. under him. Yeah, let's go, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Seems safe enough. Yeah, but no, but the theory is that gravitational pull in other... I'm not smart, as you can tell. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you go away, gravity affects time. So, like, if I was yeah. to go away from Earth... Yeah, they, 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 the thing with the twins, right? That one of them would be, like, older if he went away and when he came back. Yeah, because, like, yeah. In, in, in Interstellar, which we, we should cover that film, so that's a great film, but... That's that's, that's the whole thing about you know a day on this planet is twenty years on Earth because of the distance I believe or like the gravitational pull. Yeah. So if I flew away to another planet, like hypothetically, mm-hmm. and then I came back, you guys would be old as hell, but I'd still be the same age because like because of the spin of the Earth and other stuff like that. We'd be finally the same age. Yeah. So like for instance, I think the way to explain it is like if I ran from here to McDonald's, it's like a mile, right? <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> Shut the- <laughs> Dude, of all your locations, just, I ran just listen to me, all right? Just listen. <laughs> but if I was, all right, you didn't, you didn't sound, you didn't sound okay. super fat there. I'm gonna edit that out. So if I went to the gym, if I ran to the gym, right? <laughs> but if I were to zoom out and if I was in the sky, it would literally take a step. For me to reach the gym, mm-hmm. that's why airplanes, you know, like a couple of seconds on the airplane is like a few miles because it's so far yeah. up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure I've made myself sound like an idiot, but <clears throat> okay, let's continue <laughs> with the film. Screw okay, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I understand. I know your point because they, they have scientifically, they have scientifically proven that time does sort of freeze. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So yeah, mm-hmm. who knows? Someday I might. You're gonna be older than me. I'm gonna fly to Mars on freaking Elon Musk's trip or something. Would you actually sign up for that? Like, you nah. return ticket to Mars? I would, Hell no, nah, man. No, you kidding I, me? I would. I would like to see Mars once and then go back to Earth, but like, I've never. No, it's like a six-month trip. Like, dude, I can't and last you- eight hours on an airplane. I start like hallucinating, or <laughs> I really do. Well, I don't hallucinate, but I get like travel sick. <laughs> And then once you find finally reach Mars, it's like it, one day it's like oh it's it's red and it's desert and then oh yeah that's yeah never going back home yeah yeah cool. yeah it's like you go anywhere like the Eiffel Tower you you know the max time you spend there is like ten minutes and you're like okay I'm done and then you go home yeah <laughs> that's true I don't go to the Eiffel Tower and spend a whole day you, there yeah you because you just need like five minutes to absorb like what you're seeing and remember it and then exactly. you can remember for the rest of the remember for the rest of your life I'm not gonna live up in there yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> if it's got a McDonald's though that's a whole nother question <laughs> yep. did you actually know a fun fact about the war right so apparently when, fun uh, fact about a war <laughs> nice. no, so apparently when when Hitler conquered uh, France right and Paris yeah the the French purposely cut the elevators oh elevators to the Eiffel Tower. Really? So so Hitler could never go up to the Eiffel Tower. Oh, that's cool. So so there's this uh, in France. So there's a statement that that's saying that Hitler conquered Paris, uh, France, but never the Eiffel Tower or something like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> that's strong. That's strong. Because he would have to walk up, but he mm. didn't want to bother. I bet he could have uh, like hired people to just carry him up there, but he's <laughs> like, nah, gonna have to go all the way down. As we mentioned earlier, the scene where they m- mentioned the Pacific Ocean. It's a, it's a really. I think it's. The cover art, cover art, sorry, for the film, isn't it? Where they're sat together and they're like looking 
towards like the horizon a little bit talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. how they're going to escape and it's a really strong scene because I'm not sure but this is a, I think one of the first times you see them together in one shot it's mm-hmm. like it really shows their friendship in a way yeah it does yeah. and he kind of starts talking in a way where how a dead man or a, or a man who's lost hope starts talking where he says mm-hmm. and he says Red do me a favor if you ever get out of here go to this little um, you know this big oak tree where I made love with my wife. <laughs> I feel like that detail you could have left out. <laughs> where I banged her and you know. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine you and I are in prison, right? Yeah. And we sit there and 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 you make me a promise and and and, and I say like, Ishan, when you if you get out of her, this is just over. I wouldn't believe you for a second. I I had <laughs> anal and oral sex under yeah. the tree there with t- three Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you can leave that out, you know. <laughs> and it was great. Dwarf. It was sweaty. <laughs> oh my and god! My god! There was loads of people around us, but we didn't care. Mm-hmm. That metaphorical taking pictures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Showed up on Pornhub. <laughs> yeah, but I think that this scene shows how Morgan Freeman's perfect for the role, and how yeah. Andy's perfect for that role too. Andy's got that kind of look where he, he's got that stare like that look tells me that he means like this is serious what I'm about to tell you yeah in contrast Morgan Freeman's got this really like bewildered face he's like oh my goodness he's gonna like kill himself maybe because he says you know when you go there find something that's buried underneath the, underneath a stone yeah and yeah he's talking funny and you know, we see a couple of scenes where the guys are eating in the cafeteria, they're a bit concerned, and we see, you know, Andy's with the, the warden again, he's done his deposits, and I mm-hmm. believe he tells him to shine his shoes, which is like a big F you, I guess, but <laughs> that's a that's one of those things where I've seen people, like smart people do that, right, where someone f- feels like they've got one over on you, but then mm-hmm. you're another step ahead of them. So like he <laughs> thinks he's insult- uh, insulting him by like making him shiny shoes, but he's gonna make use of it later, isn't he? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, we see the scene you mentioned earlier about the cell block. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, okay. So yeah, so the morning count finally comes mm-hmm. when every prisoner, as in most prisons and school, <laughs> happens. <laughs> <laughs> the morning count. I remember sneaking away from that sometimes, yeah. Oh, really? But No. Uh, rebel. Yeah, yeah, rebel. Rebel teen. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, so uh, the morning cat comes and people are standing up in line. And when they finally sh- kick comes to Andy Dufresne's name, yeah. they realize he's not there. So they shout, get your ass out, Mr. Yeah. Dufresne. And, and then when they f- go to the prison, and, and everyone is in panic, right? Like, mm. um, Red especially. Red is, yeah, because everyone thinks like he's killed himself or something like that. Yeah, because people because he heard that he was given a rope later that that the morn the day before, <laughs> and you just gave him the rope. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and this, so people are very tense, and then there's a look on red face when he sees the reaction of the officers. He's like, oh my god, what happened? Where mm. where is he? And like, and then you go into his room and he's not there. Yeah, he just disappeared, and I love the 
and I love the warden coming to the prison <laughs> and wants to like, I want him found now, not after breakfast, not after <laughs> now. It's gonna be so specific to them, yeah. Because the guy's like, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what the entire quote is, but I love. I remember I watched Family Guy version of this, right? <laughs> and they said, and they said, like. Not after breakfast, not after CSI. I want to found now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, no, it's... And uh, this is... They were searching through the entire cell block. Yeah. A cell. This is a tiny-ass cell as yeah, well. Yeah, and, and also interviewing his friends and asking where, where, where he might have gone. No one has a clue. Yeah. And the warden gets so frustrated when no one knows where he is mm. that he throws a rock at the poster. Yeah, and he there they, they just the sound like ding 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 ding, ding the sound mm. of it, and we finally see he rips the poster <laughs> and you see this tunnel. Yep, yep. And oh, I love the music when it comes now. The dun dun dun, so good. And we uh, and we hear Red talking about the escape that mm. jokingly because when he originally got the pics, he said it would take a man twenty years to dig through the wall with that yeah. thing, and he actually did use twenty years to yeah. do it. And oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and the frame crawl, escape Sasha person and crawl. How far did he crawl? Like uh, fifty few, yards. A few football fields worth, I believe. Yeah, of yeah. Uh, God knows what film. Mm. I'll do that too, though. After after eating all that crap food, I feel a bit. You know, you know what I would even do? I'll probably mm-hmm. try to smell crap. <laughs> I know this sounds disgusting, <laughs> but try to get myself used to it. Like take a shit and take a huge whiff and be like, "Okay, I can do this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, it's just it's just a puke. Like you will puke anyways. You're already dirty. But yeah, hmm. I'm gonna actually ruin this for you. So like, actually, you know the tour oh, no. he, he, he crawls through. Yeah. It's just actually filled with like raw excrement, and the sludge was made of a mix of chocolate syrup and sawdust. Oh and wow, <laughs> that sounds like heaven, yeah. And so uh, even decades later, the pie still smelled like cocoa. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, like uh, cacao, like oh, wow. chocolate. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So much chocolate. Hopefully, it didn't go to waste though. Hopefully, it didn't drain <laughs> off into the sewers. And now, so what happens? What happens now? Just explain what happened. I mean, what happens next is we get cool, like, it reveals how he actually did it in these quick mm-hmm. little clips of him crawling through the tunnel. He's kind of hiding behind the poster as he's digging it, bit by bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he does a really cool thing where he, to open up the sewage pipe we mentioned earlier, he yeah. times it with the lightning strike, uh, or the thunder, sorry, outside, yeah. so that the guards don't hear him. And the rope, he we kind of assume that he was going to hang himself with he ties it to his foot and i believe he's mm-hmm. got his uh, other stuff in it as well mm-hmm. red mentions like it was five football fields worth of uh, sewage that he had to crawl through <laughs> and he finally you know, plops into the river starts running immediately we see the iconic pose that he does in this cover art of the film because mm-hmm. i would do that too it's raining yeah he, he crawled <laughs> through football yards of dirt and yep. poop and urine and everything yep and also but he came clean out on the other side mm. would it be i don't know this might be a stretch but would you consider that like a baptism sort of like rebirth yeah yeah yeah, yeah. definitely a rebirth yeah 
Because he does re- have a whole new name after too, right? A whole new identity. Because yeah. it's both a rebirth and a redemption as mm. the title, yeah. So, yeah. Because you could say that the sewage canal is like coming out of your. <laughs> you know, it's like birth, isn't it? Like, yeah. When you come out of. When you're born, you know, covered in blood and guts and whatnot. I don't know about guts, mm. actually. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. but, yeah. It's like a baptism thing. He mm. looks into the, the heavens. As he has his arms outstretched. Oh, yeah. And things start to fall in motion where he, he's so confident in the bank as he mm-hmm. withdraws his money. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you see, he's replaced all the documents with the wardens, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. The wardens got all the crappy documents. He kind of tips off the guy we mentioned earlier who bri- he tries to bribe the warden. He tips him off and he's able to publish the news that the warden's corrupt. Yeah. And the time is perfect. <laughs> there were sirens <laughs> start going off. Uh-huh. Love and it. the warden starts to panic. <laughs> I remember when I saw this, like the, with the music and the and the, and the fast pace of everything, because mm. it really sped up at this version at, at this point. And it's just, I, I just smiled the entire time mm. I watched it. So I was like, oh my god, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. It, everything was amazing. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> this is another good for uh, this thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all getting busted. And, and like the Tarantino thing at the end with like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like everything is just like amazing and they love it. Mm. <laughs> true, true. Perfect climax. You do see that Mr. Hadley's been taken in by the police and Red mentions that he shat himself or something like that. Oh no, he cried like a little baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is perfect. Oh, uh, I love it. And he starts loading his revolver. Obviously not a smart move. The warden, mm. I guess he won't, he won't quit without a fight, I guess. Mm. And now we see Andy... No, I mean, we see Red going to the field, right? Mm. Actually, I just wanted to mention quickly, yeah. isn't suicide considered a sin? Suicide, suicide. Yeah. yeah, so he's going to hell. In a, well, if he believes <laughs> in that, well, he does anyways, right? <laughs> so that's perfect. So maybe that's oh why God. they added it in, instead of him Yeah. Yeah, not killing himself. Like a book. Yeah. But no, go on. Yeah, at this time, Red is released as well, right? Mm-hmm. So he's released and we see that he has I mean, actually not it. yet. He's still in prison and he's got a oh, yeah. little postcard from Andy. Yeah. A little, um, I think it's the destination of where he went. Yeah. And you kind of, at this point, I did think that Red might just still be stuck in prison. Yeah. And I was, I felt really bad for him because yeah. obviously he misses him, doesn't he? Yeah, they, they were good, they were good pals and they had this brother... Uh, complex i guess in a way yeah yeah looked out for each other and so so this is when the third time when we actually when he actually gets approved right for all yep (laughs) i love this scene and one of my favorites and and we get this huge deja vu moment because red starts working at the same grocery store that brooks did Mm. and also has the same apartment and uh, he carves and he uh, i love it when brooks was here and he and he carves the in uh, with the so was red and red too or something like that yeah it was so good, and and I, and I was scared he was going to, going to kill himself for a second, and then I was like, oh no 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 no, but mm. okay yeah, so he just wanted to like honor the Brooks, and um, he goes against his parole by actually mm. escaping to Mexico. Yeah yeah, going which isn't a hefty yeah. crime, right? It's not that big of a deal. No yeah no yeah no it is because he's like on parole. So when you're on parole, you need to stay in within the country. Yeah yeah. So if he were to re- so if he, if he goes back to the U.S., he's arrested again. But yeah. Mm. I believe he does mention, though, that the parole officer is going to not be too worried about that or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what do you think, actually, just to rewind a little bit, what's your thoughts Mm. on... Because obviously, during the whole... During the past parole scenes we've had, Red kind of has this, like, 
almost like script like response doesn't he yeah but when it comes to the final interaction i love the dialogue he has where he's like you know do you feel rehabilitated and he's yeah. like well that's a made-up word as <laughs> yeah you even fancy so you can sit there and talk yeah oh. and have a job and young fellas like yourself yeah it's mm. so perfect so good so perfect mm. that shows his wisdom and his knowledge doesn't he yeah and he actually gets approved maybe because the officers they think that he actually has learned right because yeah. everyone else in the prison says yeah i'm i'm good i'm good to go mm. so yeah and he tells him how like he would go back to his younger self and tell him that you know that was a stupid mistake or something and tell him how mm. yeah and talk some sense into him and tell him how things are but i can't do that yeah yeah because that's the main factor really isn't it time like so much time's gone past you can't mm. you can never get that back that's one of the mm. things with time and even the yeah. uh guy who interviewing him he kind of looks sad in a way and he's like yeah stop <laughs> and the thing about time he mentions mm. that just go on and stamp the form sonny because you're wasting my time or i will stop wasting my time because that's <laughs> all he has really all he has is time so when we finally go to the all good things must end essentially mm. when uh, red approaches the field i guess mm. it's because he finally like realized that i'm not going to stay here and, be- and do what brooks did essentially yeah he's actually going to follow andy to where to where, what he told him so mm. he hitchhikes this on his pickup truck out to this uh, remote field and he follows the stone fence until until the big giant oak tree yep. and he sits down there and opens a box which has no earthly value being mm. there or something like that mm. and i love that and actually had was there and wrote the letter and then <laughs> yeah. to further to talk to him i was wondering when did he do that do you think he paid someone to do that no i think it did just just like as he was about to skate, like when he got went to the bank and stuff like that. Hmm. No, but he does say. I guess. Oh, right, right. Yeah. I'm a bit confused though. Mm-hmm. Because what's in the box again? Is it tickets? Uh, money and a note. Yeah, like I'm curious. Did he it, leave it, that money there before it's joining it, the it, prison? No, I think. I think. No, I think I will. I believe he did. He did it at before later in time. Like he either he made someone do it, yeah, or or he did just do it himself. When see, I think I believe him. He would do it himself, personally. Oh, okay, okay. Like he would. He yeah. just said like he told him like there would be something there in a way. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. There would be something there. Like because he was he sure would... that he was gonna escape. I guess. Yeah, yeah. He he was oh, so okay. sure that he can. Ch- he said that there is something there. So yeah. So he finds his uh, note and he says, uh, he sp- explains how he's doing and I can't remember what is transcribed on the note, but but he tells him essentially, do you remember the city mm. uh, in Mexico? And yeah, like he's a good man. Yeah, and because uh, he wants to start this uh, sailboat uh, beach housing, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. By, by the way, another fact about, the, you know, the tree that he sits under. Mm. So this is in Malabar Farm in Ohio. Oh, right. Valley Road near Malabar. And due to strong winds, the tree has actually fallen in 2016. Oh no! Mm. Were they able to save it? No, it's 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 fallen over. Oh, so that sucks. Uh, the tree even survived the lightning strike, lightning strike that occurred in 2011. Mm. It had a good run though, I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's immortalized in film now. <laughs> yes, it is. It's captured forever. I bet it's a and tourist destination. In yeah, a way, maybe. Yeah, gu- guaranteed. Mm. And we finally see the beach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think he takes a bus there, doesn't he? 
Yeah, takes a bus to the country, I think, yeah. And yeah. he leaves, and, and we see Andy scrubbing a boat. <laughs> and we find he just shows up. I like how Red shows up out of nowhere. It's so great. Mm. Yeah. And we finally see Red approaching, and he waves. And, yeah. Yep. They embrace uh, each other. Huge hug. It, it, it actually, so like, so Frank Dar- Darabond, right? Mm. He actually preferred to end the film with Red searching for Andy. No, he can't do that. So, so in fact, if he had been allowed to shoot the ending he he wanted, the closing yeah. shot would be red on the bus heading for the field. Hmm, I don't know how to feel about that. Because he because he wanted an open, ambitious ending, uh, but instead of like having a Castle Rock insist no, but 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 Castle Rock insisted on the reunion between the two to please the audiences. Is that the production? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. And I, I get it because they've been through so much, you know? Mm. And I, it'd be nice. I like the way it is now because... Yeah, so 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 he, yeah. so they got so he got to the middle way. So instead of having like a Terry reunion where they hug and they talk and stuff, mm. he, he, we could just see that they are approaching each other yeah, on the beach. Yeah, that's perfect. I like that. I like yeah, that so that's, that's instead of it. So they came to like a middle ground, but yeah. Yeah. Because you you kind of imagine what they're talking about in your head, don't you? Like, yeah. Oh, what yeah. if he's gonna talk about? I I'm, you know, I, I I think I pre- would have preferred the ending we have now, but mm. I probably at the time if I saw that was the that the one ending, I probably yeah that was kind of, that's kind of deep because the scene when the bus leaves is so so beautiful. It is beautiful though because there's like the yeah. sun shining and yeah. Yeah, because people would guess yeah he's going to out he's mm. going to find him he's going to try to find him yeah so yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. And by the way the the. The film said it's in memory of Alan uh, Green. Oh, who's that? So, at the end of the movie, the uh, dedication to Alan Green, uh, he was uh, Frank Darabont's agent. Okay, I know of Al Green. I think he's a artist, like a music artist. <laughs> I don't know about Alan Green. Where go though? Yeah, and uh, the agent and per close personal friend, but he died uh, just before the completion of the movie due to oh. AIDS complications. Oh no, okay. Mm. Hopefully you go to see a rough cut or something. Yeah, probably did. Yeah. 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 But, you yeah, know. It's very sad. Yeah. It is sad, All right? right. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like it's a lucky charm. I know it sounds yeah. morbid, but usually if so- if an actor dies or something like that, the film does really well. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. with Paul Walker's thing and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, what, a, yeah. what a way to close off, you know, the mm. film in a way. I like it. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that was Shawshank Redemption. Hell yeah. We made it, and we only did, I'm not sure how long it's going to be, but we have recorded now one and one hour and 20 minutes, and so the last time we three recorded and a half two hours. hours. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah. Actually, I've got a final question for you. Yes. For the one million dollars. For the million, for a million dollars. All right, what is All it? All right, you ready? Yep. What does... The film title mean Shawshank Redemption. Mm. Redeeming the prison, the prison system, I guess. Yeah, there we go. I don't know if it's true or false. I just like wanted to know. I like that. Yeah, I was thinking of that too earlier. I was like, Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because it's so <laughs> effed it's so up, corrupt isn't it? and yeah, corrupt yeah. and uh, yeah, that's because uh, everyone in there uh, wants to change in a way. Hmm. And. But are, are unable to, I guess. Yeah, it's like redeeming the prisoners in there. No matter how many crimes or yeah. how bad the crime was, yeah. yeah, someone can always be redeemed. 
Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. No. What do you think? Shawshank yeah. Redemption. What, what 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 are we going to give the film on a ten one to ten scale as we did with Once Upon a Time? This would have to be like a nine again, I, I believe. I would mm. I would have said eight maybe, but as we talked about it and seeing the film again, you mm. kind of notice things and like you brought up really nice points, like mm. for Easter eggs and like loads of detail. Yeah, and you, it makes makes the film way better in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like you know, it bumped it up for me, so nine. Mm. What about you? I'm gonna give it a ten, actually. Yeah. Oh, what? A ten. I, what I, the? I, this I, is the I, first. I, I, st- I still believe it's the one of one of the, the perfect film, like the, one yeah. of the perfect films that are right. out there. Okay. Very high on my list. Yeah. All right, all right. I want to see what else is would would be under Johannes' ten. Yeah, because that's <laughs> you don't see that often, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a well deserved ten though. I mean, mm. It's a very impressive film, very, 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 because the story is so good. The story, yeah. is good. And, yeah. and the camera work and the cinematographer is amazing. It's the same one who did uh, for uh, Roger D- Deakins. Oh, he did Sicario too. Yeah, he's a he, he's a genius. Yeah, he did uh, Sicario, Unbroken, Prisoners, Skyfall. Uh, yeah. Uh, no Country for Old Men, High Caesar, Blade Runner, the new one. Yeah. And, I've heard like yeah. if when he comes on set, even the directors are like, "Okay, what should we do?" <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's like that. Uh, everyone lets him do the work, kind of, mm. and no one questions him and stuff like that. Mm. And he also so did a, be- awesome. a beautiful mind, Fargo. Nice, uh, nice. Fargo was dope. Dead memo. That was pretty good. Yeah. So you know, it's a, it's a lot of. Mm. He's talented as hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love his work. Oh, I wish I knew anything about lighting and stuff. I'm so bad yeah. at it. We will, we will, we we shall learn in time. Yeah, teach me, teach me. Yes. All right. Well, that's yeah. it for this episode, fifth edition of What the Film. Yep, yep. Get it while it's hot, people. Get it while it's hot. Hopefully, you will have enjoyed this. If you learn something new, that's always uh, epic and cool. Yeah. And give back feedback to our uh, email or Instagram mm-hmm. or Facebook. Or like iTunes. Or We're on iTunes now. We're on iTunes as well. Using it. Give us a five star, <laughs> please. We need it. Uh, let us know what you think of the podcasts or if you have any questions or yeah. any recommendations. Mm-hmm. We will be happy to do that and have a lovely morning slash day slash evening slash night or whatever whatever time you're listening to this. Yes. At, a, at a funeral or at a <laughs> yeah. wedding or whatever you're doing. Not about funeral, but... <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. And I just wanted to say a big thanks to people who've like followed us and stuff like that too. That's a huge like it help. It really helps out like on Instagram or like you know Spotify and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Thanks I so guess much. yeah. And you know next week we'll have a double feature. Double feature. <laughs> Telerusk. We'll talk about <laughs> Tel- Telerusk and uh, Terminal Impact and also another film. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. And it'll Probably be three. Yeah, we, we, don't, we haven't decided yet, have we? But, yeah. Hey. Might be a surprise, who knows? Might might be a surprise, but at least there will be content. And thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Bye. Bye.